Episode 199, everybody. You're going to want to stay tuned to this one because Eric is definitely feeling himself tonight. <laughs> he is on one. I am. Don't know what's in me. And uh, it's not just the craft beer, buddy. Might be a cop. Uh, we mm. got one more until episode 200, but don't skip this episode. It's a good one. We got top 100. We talked We talked Tim Tebow. Mm. And we have an interview with the original Jackson DeVille, Jacksonville Jaguars mascot. Yes. He talks about how much mascots make, own, the NFL owners wanting him fired, players spitting on him, losing 10 pounds a game in sweat, um, and almost shitting himself jumping off of Wembley Stadium and catching a game-winning 59-yard field goal. Drop the track, buddy. Do you have any shout outs? I do. I've Let me go a, first. I've got a couple. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the track again. Uh, <laughs> I'm shouting out. Uh, I don't know who it is, but I know they will probably identify themselves because it looks like they're in the Discord. He's His name on here is Can't Make a Clever Name. I'll take that because there are people in here with the weirdest names, most random names on Apple podcast platform so yeah. i'll take i'll take this one can't make you avoided the roast name. yes he did safe <laughs> safe play the title is best podcast you'll ever listen to he said or she i started listening to dun and drew after i found their oh well t-h-e-i-r okay. here we go Not t-h-e-r found their page on youtube Ooh, parentheses i did not know eric was from vine we're, we're, we're getting somewhere. Oh, I'm we're sorry. I'm not, I did not know Eric from Vine. We are. Honestly, this is the best podcast you can find if you're a sports fan or just here for a good laugh. Their chemistry is what makes the entire show. After meeting them in person, I can say they're as genuine as they are on the pod. 10 out of 10 podcasts and the Patreon slash and Discord is, are definitely worth the subscription. I want to know who this is. I do too. I show know, yourself. I want to know who did not find us from Vine. Tweet us. But... Anybody could say it was them, so I guess we'll never know. But uh, I have a couple shout-outs. One shout-out from Ugly Boy. <laughs> That's his Discord name. Real name. Sorry, what is it? Ugly Boy. How you, how you spell that? U-G-L-Y-A-S-S-B-O-Y. Can you teach me Ebonics? Someone actually asked me if I have taught you Ebonics yet. And I was have like, you? no, I haven't. I don't think I, I just have. pick up on it. Yeah, you pick up on bit. it, and sometimes you dabble in... Practice yourself, but ugly boy, ugly boy, ugly boy, a lot of ugly of, ass boy. Yeah, ugly yeah. ass boy is how you would say that properly. But yeah, uh, he, uh, he he came. What is that? What is that? Boy, Matt Spence. Why? Oh, Matt Spence. Max Spence. I said his name. Max Spence. Matt Spence. Well, I didn't catch that one. Ugly boy, Matt Spence. All right. Anyway. He, uh, he met us out at the tailgate this past weekend and brought us an IPA that he already had, but I hadn't. So it was very gracious of him to link up with us for the first time and give us a beer. But he is in the Discord and he frequently Snapchats me. So it's always good to see you guys out there in person when I only know you from your handle names like a lab. 
My second shout out goes to our sponsored athlete of the month, Bryce Ostmeyer. Hope that's how I say it, Bryce. Um, we're going to showcase an athlete once per month. This is our August athlete. Uh, give him a shout out this week. I'll give him a shout out every episode for the rest of this month. Athlete of the month. As- Ashley, athlete of the month, Bryce Othmeyer. Bryce Othmeyer. Yes. So we're okay. Gonna, well, so we're, so this is his. That's it. That's just, all he gets. Just for now. Yes. What is it? Next week, I'll go into more detail about it. But oh, about him. Yes. Okay. But we're going to give you some Dun and Drew merch, and we're going to give you a Visa gift card. Don't know the amount yet. We'll have to. I think we do. Do we? Just got to do our little finances. Yeah, we got to expense gotta, expense report. Expense report. Yeah. <laughs> Balance sheets. <laughs> but Bryce, that'll be coming to you. And we will talk about this guy every week for the rest of the month. And then we'll have uh, another sponsored athlete in September and October because we only got three of you guys that came to us because y'all not athletes. Yeah, maybe it's not, it's not athletic. <laughs> we don't have a very athletic listenership. Yeah, but look at us. All of our athletes are track. No, two track, two one track, baseball. one baseball. Yes. Be cool if we had like a D1 D lineman. Be dope. Shout out to Gibram Favela. He just, I wasn't saying this because he just subbed to the Patreon. And I said, what up? He said, nothing much, man. Been an OG listener since 2017. And I just finally decided to pull the trigger on the Patreon. So welcome. See you in the Discord. Welcome to the Patreon. Enjoy. Listen to the last Gibran. episode. Last episode was hilarious as hell. Yes, it was. The end of the Patreon episode is at the beginning of the last Got vlog stupid. Um, stupid, right? Yeah, stupid and get stupid with that beer. Uh, Dun and Drew is brought to you by our leading sponsor. Of the oh, show. we have a leading sponsor now. Man, they're like, <laughs> is the other sponsor going to be upset at that? It's not up to them how we. Well, you know, when the other one comes in, they're you know, well, they're out a little bit. They'll more. be the leader in our fantasy sponsorships. We'll get to them after Manscaped. But our friends at Manscaped want you to know that their fourth generation brand new lawnmower. Is now available in the UK, Canada. Well, they tell Australia, us every week. Australia, <laughs> the European <laughs> Union, Singapore, and South Africa. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code DUNANDREW. And in the 4.0 performance package, you will get this 4.0 lawnmower trimmer, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer. Oh, hmm. I was looking in my nose. And mm-hmm. in the car today, and I pulled out like eight hairs, like sitting at the front. I was like, I really wish I had my weed whacker right now. It still makes me cringe how you pull them out with your finger. It's kind of satisfying, really. Yeah. But it's also satisfying to hear the weed whacker go in there and go, <laughs> and yeah, buzz it around. Just so I got to do that after the pod. Does it make your eyes water? Or are you if I hit, oh god, if I hit a bad one, if I hit one that's on like a nerve or whatever's in my nose, yeah. I can't use my fingers at all for that. I need the weed whacker. You will use your fingers to clean your asshole, though. We've talked about that. Yes, I will. Before. And, Last uh, episode. Sometimes they come out of the shower dirty. Relax. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Anyway, performance package. For I do that to other people now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, in person. And it confuses them or makes them laugh. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. It is funny, but mm-hmm. oh, don't, I don't remember how that started. <laughs> it also comes with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. I'll be traveling with that. A lot this fall as I go to games. The Crop Reviver Ball Toner. It's a little spray. And if you get the Performance Package 4.0, you get two free gifts included in that. The Performance Boxer Briefs and a travel bag to hold all of your Manscaped goodies. So go to manscaped.com. Use the code Drew at checkout for 20% off 
and free shipping. Now we must intro this new sponsor that we have. They're not till September 7th. They're not. This is an intro. This is an intro just to get people a little prepped for what we got coming up. Okay. Appetizer. Yeah, a little appetizer. I know a lot of you are degenerate gamblers, so we have picked up a daily fantasy this sponsor. This is huge because not only are they a legit sponsor, they're going to create a segment for us because we're going to do fantasy we're going to do picks. Yes. And so it create revenue stream, it's going to be a segment and it's gambling which I want to get more into because all of our listeners, most of them, you know, they always all they're all degenerates. They always talk about, they love Vegas. So we're gonna we're in the we're in the big game now. We are. So the the app is called Prize Picks. If you've heard of it, you've heard of it. If you haven't, that's the name. It is betting made simple. So this fantasy app is strictly over under parlay betting. It's easy. Something I me and you can both do. Betting. And it's going to be Don't fun. Don't know what that means, but we'll see. You know what it means. Parlay. Oh, parlay. It's where you pick uh, multiple individual bets. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got, I've done that. I've done that. Yeah, yeah. So every week we'll be picking our own little over-under parlay through prize picks. And we'll be seeing Pride if picks? Prize picks. Prize, prize picks. And we'll be seeing if any of them hit. So that will start uh, the week before NFL opening kickoff. And we'll continue for the first six weeks of the NFL year. But we are hoping to continue that for the duration of the season. If you, whatever the over-under on Tebow catches for the season, if you pick the under, you are cashing out. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Very much so. Also, uh, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Drew, like our third shout-out earlier. Gimbrom just did. We have... What's his name? Gimbrom. Mm. G- Gibram? Don't know. He'll correct us. Um, so we have two Fantasy League spots left. Mm-hmm. If you guys saw the recent vlog, and if you're a Patreon member already, you saw how that ended uh, last week, our trivia. And we have two spots left. What's funny, if the, if that question, which was how many current NFL players won a Heisman Trophy, if that question happened this week, he may not have won that because exactly. he said Tebow. Exactly. That was his last entrant. That was his last answer to, to get uh, in. Tebow. So another shout-out, shout-out B-Snow for coming in the clutch after we were done recording to call us and get that that spot in for the Fantasy League. Uh, to be a part of it, you got to join the Patreon. We're doing call-in trivia on our Patreon episodes. We're doing one this week, one next week. We're going to fill the last two this week. Ask me tomorrow. I'll ask him tomorrow, and we'll figure it out then. But if you want an opportunity, you're going to have to join the Patreon either way. Also, our 200th episode is this weekend. Join our Facebook group, facebookgroup.com slash group slash Dun and Drew. Facebook.com slash groups. Yes. I don't think it's facebookgroup.com, is it? Did I say facebookgroup.com? Yes. Facebook.com slash group slash Dun and Drew. We are over 530 members in there. Wow. And we're going to need y'all to join that for the season coming up. We're going to have memes. We're going to have football discourse and our event this Saturday is in there. Mark yourself available. If you're in Jacks, come on through. It's at Randy's Nuts. August 21st at 8 p.m. How many people say they're going? I'll have to check that. Probably six. (laughs) (laughs) See you there. It's a pretty intimate restaurant. So uh, if we get like 20, I I think that's a party. That's 20. I mean, that's obviously a a win. Yeah, that's a big win. Um, I think we'll be able to. It's a Saturday. Uh, There should be preseason games on. Hopefully people's schedules aren't busy. 
and we should be able to get some people in there for our 200th episode this this weekend. So, um, Patreon, Facebook, mm. get up in there. Listen, Nine people are going. <laughs> even if they mark their attendance on Facebook, shit, it don't matter because they could just hear about it and pull up from social media posts or something. But that's what we got going on this Saturday. We got to go soon. Like, we have to go Friday or something and yeah. make sure we're squared away. Yeah, because he hasn't, if, he hasn't said anything We haven't to talked us. to him since then. Yeah. We'll go before CM Punk's AEW debut. Mm. You're excited for that. Oh, my God. I won't know what's going on. All you got to know is CM Punk is debuting. I don't know who CM Punk is. Jeez. I've heard the name, though, but he's not like John Cena to me. Like, I know who John Cena is and his face, knows his history, but CM Punk, you guys are going to have to educate me. Squared circle. Patreon reference. Get in there. Uh, no voicemail. We're not uh, doing voicemails this week um, because we have a two-hour-long interview with Jackson DeVille. But we will be asking you guys, speaking of the 200th episode, we'll be taking voicemails when we're there, and we want you to leave voicemails. We want you to leave messages telling us your favorite. I don't know if this is cheesy. This might be cheesy, but do it because I want to laugh, and I'm sure you'll think of things that we have forgotten. Leave us a voicemail of your favorite Dun & Drew moment in the, of the last 199 shows. Four years, 199 shows, hella content. A lot of bad takes, mm. a lot of good takes, um, your favorite moments, favorite memories. And um, I'll tweet out the, when we're ready for phone calls, I'll tweet it out and um, post it on Patreon and post it in the Facebook group. So um, just be ready for that Saturday. I don't know, all day you can call, whatever. Yeah. Want to go to our uh, mascot interview? Yeah, let's talk to Jack. Let's talk to Jackson Deville, aka Curtis Dvorak. He's a Jacksonville native. Uh, I already introed it in the intro. So, without further ado, here we go. Play the transition music. Tomato my busy. All right, Curtis Dvorak. I say that right, right? Yeah, man. All right, welcome to the nice Dunn and Drew. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I've, I, we, I've, I think we've probably both seen each other online a bunch. I've seen, I know, I've, I, we worked together. Andy and I yeah, worked together for a short stint. Uh, Andy's but, worked with everybody. Right? That's how point. we get all our guests. <laughs> Bouncing around the city. Yeah. We've not only seen you online, we've seen you in person as the Jacksonville Jaguars mascot. There Jack, he is. Jackson DeVille. Yes, sir. How many years were you were you the mascot? Uh, nineteen full seasons. Nineteen years to the day. I started July one of nineteen ninety six, and I finished uh, June thirtieth of two thousand fifteen wow. officially. As far as the checks wow. go, yeah, <laughs> that's the only part that matters. So you yeah. didn't get any. Com- you didn't get any commission for this for this little. Toy I didn't here. get one for that. You told me that's one of the the more recent ones. I'm yeah, a, you know, I designed all the. I told you guys I designed all the Jackson merchandise when I was there. Um, so there's a couple things on this one that bothered me. <laughs> like, like these lights down here. I don't understand what the lights are. I get it. Put them on top of the, put them on top of a light tower. Don't put them. He's up on a scoreboard, but yeah. they have a field under his feet. It's just the little details that bug me. Yeah, yeah. The, the light tower, the light tower gig was your thing. You, before every game, you, when did that start? So every, before every game, Jackson DeVille would jump off of the top of the stadium lights. Bungee, Bungee jump. jump. Yeah. He Bungee still jump. does. They're still doing the stunts. Yes. Um, but no, that's that all started. Uh, Jackson, I always had uh, an intro. We always had the Jack. You had the you know the the 
visiting team intro, the team intro, the cheerleader intro. And so we always made sure that Jackson had an intro every game, mm-hmm. you know, because you want that little skit. And it was it started out in the early days just beating up, you know, a fake opposing mascot. Or fan. Or fan. Yeah. And they yeah, were yeah. they were all fake fans. Everybody some people thought like the actual team sent these two <laughs> dumbasses yeah. out there to get their asses kicked. And um, well, the most popular video on YouTube is you pieing the face of the Titans or the Texans, Texans. fan. Yeah. Texans. Texans fan. She's one of ours. She's oh, she was okay. a plant yeah. as well. She, 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 <laughs> a plant. I, guess, I guess we should break that here. We should break that break the fourth wall. It, yeah. No, break that that people uh, have thought that thing has been shown if you count all the different places that video has shown over and over of that cake going in her face. Yeah. Everyone I mean, thinks it's real. I want to say one of them I saw early on was 200 million views. <laughs> oh I mean, it probably God. has half a billion views over all the platforms it's been, it's been on. Yeah. Every single time in those comments, every time it resurfaces, she gets like hit up from people that are talking about it, and they're like, why didn't you sue? And she's like, you guys, I was working for the team. So for those who don't wow. know, all of those skits where I hurt somebody, mm-hmm. those were all plants. Great yeah. acting. Like, you right, you can't. You can't hit a fan. You yeah. <laughs> are you that's, kidding me? That's true. So you didn't actually tackle Tim Tebow before the Broncos game. That was not ten him. years ago. That was that not wasn't him. Tebow. That was not him. But that wow. was that was one I wanted to do so bad because you guys know what it was like leading up to that season. I wanted to make a statement. I wanted to make a statement that season because Tim had gotten drafted by the Broncos and somehow we were playing him on the first game. Of course, schedule maker. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to make it very clear where Jackson stood and where I thought fans should stand. Great. Love the dude. Now let's go local, tackle him. Local kid, awesome. Yeah. But for the next four hours, he's the enemy. I don't give a shit about him. Right. Like, cool. We'll hug afterwards. We'll talk about Glenn Kernan and all that good stuff. <laughs> but, like, right now, these next four hours, like, when Brian Dawkins came in town, we didn't, like, you know, hey, cheer for him when the Eagles, like, hey, I hope Brian Dawkins does well. No. We said we hope we beat him. Or yeah. Derrick Henry. Sheesh. Yeah, Derrick Henry. Shoot. Yeah, we. Well, we do too much. We do too much for him. <laughs> hey, can you can you tackle Henry? We need someone to tackle Henry. Nobody can. That's a, that's a, that's a leg whip. If I'm out there. So like, do you? So let's take it back to '96 when you started this. Did you have to do any sort of training? Were you? Did you have to like go through this process where it was like, hey, you have to be able to do these stunts or anything like that? Or what was like the hiring process to become an NFL mascot? Because you do a lot of stunts as as a mascot on your pretty busy schedule because I'm sure there's like a lot of visits with schools and charity stuff. And you got to do like, I go to the airport and I see the skit with Jackson. So there's all these miscellaneous things that you do outside of football. So what's like the hiring process for something like that? The, uh, the stunts and everything didn't start. Um, you were talking about earlier, back to that question. It was the stunts didn't start till later on, like probably five, six years in, I did all stunts on the ground, but the aerial stuff the stunt work was later, but the hiring process, I was a mascot in college. I was at Virginia Tech. Okay. So I was the Hokie Go Hokies. Bird. The Hokie oh, Bird. That's right. Go Hokies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They play that every third down. The t- crowd yeah. goes hype. Uh, it's real loud. I've been to a Virginia Tech game in person just Isn't it once. Great? And yeah. you, I bet you didn't know what the key noise was. Mm-mm. The shaking of the keys. Did you wonder what I the heck? Why I is everybody shaking their keys? I don't remember that. Any it's keys a silly are- third down thing that Virginia Tech does. Uh, a key play because it's a key play. No, I don't like that. That's Everybody kinda, pulls their uh, keys out and shakes them. I don't yeah. like that. It's oh. died off. It, okay, it, thank it, God. If it wasn't doing it while you were there, then it's died yeah, off. Yeah, I don't remember that. Right. I was a child, though, so it might have been. I just didn't remember. But. Were you there for Enter Sandman? Um, mm. See, it was so long ago. I was a little child. Yeah, then you, you would remember. That, that but would, we that see would, it on TV. I just the remember the giant, you know, turkey sticks. They still do that? They do, which is, which is ironic, which yeah. is weird. 
Like they have a they have a big turkey leg thing in the corner of the stadium, but where they're, that's they're, they're the Hokies. Like why are we cooking the mascot? I never got that. <laughs> but I'm cooking the leg of the mascot. Um, I was the I was the Hokie bird. Uh, graduated '96. How'd you get that? Just through school? Yeah, I went and um, I was a stupid, crazy fan who painted his chest for ah, games. Yes. And me and my dorm mates, you know, we were the guys in the front row heckling refs, heckling other opponents. Um, and then I saw the Hokie bird uh, hanging out by the cheerleaders, and I was like. Mm. it's a good way to get to talk to them but i said wait a minute i was like we're already leading the crowd and all the chants like we were the ones turning around getting everybody to do the chants we wanted like running that whole thing so i'm already doing that why not go on the field and we we joked about it we're like because we camped out for tickets and we joked we're like well if we if you're the hokey bird you're inside the athletic department we don't have to camp out for tickets you can get us better seats so that was kind of the whole genesis of like calling the athletic department to see if i could try out but yeah, I did at the end of my sophomore year. I, I got the the Hokie Bird um, job, whatever, and mm-hmm. did that for the last two and a half years. Um, uh, I'm a super competitive person. I found out there was a national mascot competition, and I won that. I got a ring and everything. I was the national champion. My All right, year. what is that? Yeah, what is that? What does that entail? Uh, it entails putting a video together, like a little three to five minute video of your best work for the year. Send it into the the committee. And they pick a handful of guys that they think those videos were good. And they bring them to Daytona for nationals with the cheerleaders and the dance squads. Our hometown. Yeah. 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 Shout out Ocean Center. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That big stage. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. where I won my national championship. Wow. Hey. Uh, Small world. Probably. And they <laughs> exactly. and they have the cheerleading. They you know, always had the cheerleading competition yeah. there. But I don't remember the mascots. The mascots is part of it. It's an intermission type thing where they have uh. four mascots come out. And they do a two-minute skit on stage with everybody there. And whoever gets the best crowd reaction and has the funniest skit wins. Dang. And so I, I I won that one with a little edgy, edgy yeah. skit that uh, touched on at the time, uh, Ace Ventura, um, and Crying Game. Sorry, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. When he finds it, never watched that one. No, no, sorry, not not very a lot. Oh, no. a lot of cultural <laughs> references go over our heads. Sorry. All right, well, but was, I love Family Guy, so it's a problem. There, was, I know <laughs> that you're, yeah, you're missing some of those. But anyway, I did a skit there, won that, and then uh, decided I wanted to do it professionally and roundabout way. Got a tryout with the Charlotte Knights. Um, baseball, who, baseball. Yep, Charlotte Knights. Wow, sure. uh, two hours south of Blacksburg. There, their AAA club for the Marlins. And I actually had a sit-down, uh, got it arranged uh, with one of the godfathers of mascots, uh, John Ruth, who was Billy the Marlin. Mm. And if you guys are Sports Center fans, you remember Billy the Marlin on the commercials back in the yeah. you know in those days. Um, this is Sports Center commercials? Yeah, he was yeah. one of the first mascots to get on those. Anyway, had a meeting with him. He told me how to get in the business, yada, yada, yada. They have tryouts at Charlotte Knights. February of my senior year in 96, I go to Charlotte, try out for the Knights. They wanted me to start right away. I said, there's no possible. I can't drop out of college three months from graduation. I already had a long enough phone call with the folks telling them I wanted to be a professional mascot (laughs) after three and a half years of college. I figured it'd be pretty tough to be like, oh yeah, and I'm dropping out of college. So I said, I can't start right away. They end up sending my resume and my tape, VHS, by the way, (laughs) to the Jags. To the Jags. I get a call in May of of 96 from Roddy White at the Jags saying, hey, do you want to come down here and try out? For the Jaguars, and I thought it was one of my buddies screwing yeah. with me because mm-hmm. I had I didn't know they're having tryouts. Yeah. I had no idea the Jaguars were having tryouts, and this guy's calling me going, "You want to try out for the Jaguars? Be a professional mascot?" And I had just been out with my boys talking about this is what I'm going to do, so I was certain it was one of my buddies screwing with me. Mm-hmm. Like I was certain it was too good. Brand too new franchise, right? They had not. They had played just a game. had one season. This is '96. Oh, they so had just they finished their first season. So they, they didn't did, have a mascot for, for for year one. They did cheerleaders year one. Okay. So that budget wise, luckily for me, because I was in college. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they, um, so they had tryouts, and uh, so anyway, I said I, I didn't 
cuss him out. Uh, yeah. Luckily, yeah, I, I took it seriously, and I was goodness. like, yeah, I'll, I'll come down there. And then he kept talking. I go, oh, shit, this is serious. Yeah. So I went down and tried out uh, early June and, and got hired and uh, started July 1. Wow. Yeah, they had uh, Bishop Kenny High School, the gym. It was uh, a table with three people sitting in under one hoop and then a total empty gym you had to try out in. So weird. Was it bring your own costume? Do they have a costume there? First day, 50 people, and you had no costume. You were in T-shirt and shorts, and you had to pretend you were in a costume. Oh, oh, man. oh my God. The most awkward, weird. Oh, it's, that's an audition audition. It's an audition. <laughs> like You had to pretend like. Wow. Yeah, so bizarre. So bizarre. And then the next day, because they couldn't put 50 people in the same suit, it'd be yeah. really nasty. COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back then, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah pre, pre all that. Chicken pot. But they, chicken uh, pot. <laughs> chicken pot. No, it was so long ago. I think it was polio. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was way back. I'm that old. Um, no, they, they had uh, eight people to the finals. And then those eight put on this arbitrary, bulky mascot costume that the, the mascot uh, manufacturers brought with them. Jaguars or just? No, it wasn't even Jaguar. It wasn't even the Jackson suit. They hadn't even had the suit made yet. They didn't even have it. And so wow. then they hired me and I got the job and they showed me a picture of this. Yeah. I said, this is what we're looking at. This is what you're going to be wearing. And he didn't look like this. He was orange with black spots. Okay. I still have the drawing. I still have the original drawing. Oh. When you asked me earlier about memorabilia, I was like, damn it. I, yeah. I could have brought some of that stuff. But it's the original artist renderings, drawings from the costume maker. He was orange with black spots. And I, I'm sitting there. Imagine this. You're 21, about to turn 22, fresh out of college. You get your dream gig. You're in the NFL. You sit down, first week of work, and they go, here's what you're going to be wearing. This, aren't you excited? And I look at it, and all I can think in my head is, oh, shit. I have to tell them this sucks. Oh, yeah. no. He had no pants, and he was orange with black spots. I'm like. It's like Bengals or something. Bengals, yeah. Chester Cheetah. He looked like Chester <laughs> Cheetah. Yeah. With yeah, yeah. orange with black spots. Imagine that. Yeah. yeah. And I go. Just naked. I go, we can't. We, I go, yeah, that's, that's no good. <laughs> and they're like, we've spent two months, three months, like, coming up with this design. What do you mean it's no good? Oh, I'm my like, gosh. we can't do that. And I, I said Chester Cheetah and everything, and I was like, he'll be confused. His brand will be confused with Chester Cheetah his entire career. We can't do it. And you already have the Bengals. And they said, all right, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I want him, let's make him cartoonish. I want him yellow and teal spots. And that'll make him totally different, totally unique. Wow. And they said, they said, fine. That was the cool thing about Wayne and the whole team back then was like they had people. They trusted people. They yeah. trusted opinions. They let you do things. Yeah. And that's the only reason Jackson took off was because Wayne let me do things that other why, teams wouldn't let me That's why they you, let you be the uh, creator of all the memorabilia because you designed that out. Yeah, they were like, we're <laughs> shitty at it, so yeah. you do it. Damn, that's crazy. I don't think I would have had you know the balls to say, like, first NFL, first gig in right. college. I don't think I'd say, no, nah, that's shitty. I'm going I'm like, to go can't. another way. I, I literally was like, it hasn't been made yet, right? And they're like, no. Oh. And I'm like, okay, cool. We can still save it. We can still save it. <laughs> Because, yeah, luckily it hadn't been made because yeah. otherwise that, that would have been the suit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for saving us. <laughs> uh, it was, he was, I wish I'd have brought the picture. Yeah, but no pants either. I was like, they're like, why do you want pants? I was like, so I can streak. They're like, what? I'm like, I already have skits. I'm going to streak. And if I, if I don't have pants, streaking won't look off. as weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? They're like, okay. How but, soon did streaking happen? Did you, ta- did you pull oh, it out Oh, one of the, of the first couple seasons. Yeah, I did wow. a full, full fat suit fur was the first streaking bit. He was all fat. Then I got smart because I couldn't, it was hard to run fast in that. Yeah. I got smart, started pulling a lot of fur out. And then the streaking bit, I thought it'd be funnier to do it in total spandex with jock straps on. Yeah. yeah. I thought that'd be funnier. Now the mascot has uh, a spandex suit that he just wears and it's like 
bright yellow, and that's how he acts naked now, right? Or in a bathing suit. Yeah, that's the like same. That. Yeah, he he's 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 doing all the same bits. I mean, it's they're letting him they're letting him do a couple of the things, but they don't let him do they don't let him do much else. They've really they've really kind of sidelined the program a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you call it a program, and I've heard you talk about you know it's like your whole it's like a you have your own operation. Um, is that a normal thing in the league? And and what does that mean? Do you have a team? Like what? um yeah, the mascot program for teams. Uh, some teams have uh, assistance with the mascot program, backups. Um, I had a a backup slash handler that worked with me on game days. Um, and would do a handful appearances per year when I was either out of town or oh. or not around. Um, You'd have to be okay with jumping off the lights. No, he, I never <laughs> let never let him do the good stuff. Oh, okay. it was like, hey, I'm going out of town. Go do this ticketing event. Oh, okay, uh, so yeah. not game day. Yeah, no, 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 never game day. Okay. No way. Wow. No way. You didn't miss a game. No, not, not even. One. No, and and I did games with food poisoning, uh, cracked ribs, uh, obviously fevers, mo- you know, colds multiple times. Um, luckily never anything serious, you know, mm-hmm. broken bones. Um, but no, I, yeah, I never wanted anybody else to get in. Games were, games were the best. That was yeah. the best part of the gig. I bet. <laughs> now, were you on salary or was it like salary plus, plus, uh, plus commission oh, okay. uh, on appearances plus what a commission of appearances. Oh, okay. And that's, that's the, you know, something that I worked up to when I first started, they didn't give that. But, um, by the time the last 10 plus years I was there, I got a hundred percent of appearance money and that's how I was able to, to, you know, make a decent living. Mm-hmm. What is the standard nowadays? Like what is the standard pay for a mascot? in Shoot, the NFL? It is so across the board. It's not even funny. It is. There are guys, NFL mascots that it might be a part-time program. The guy doesn't work full-time for the team only comes and does game day and some appearances. He'll get a couple hundred bucks a game. Oh and my then, gosh. <clears throat> yep. Wow. And then there's guys making uh, Colts mascot. He probably makes total compensation with appearance money plus his salary. He's probably north of 150. Oh wow! Oh, Jesus wait, that Christ! Is, that is a huge, <laughs> yeah, huge gap, huge gap. And then there's there's guys, full time guys uh, that are working for the team, and maybe I would say the average of 28 mascots in the NFL. Maybe there's. 15 full-time programs and I would say of those 15 I would say majority of them except for like Kansas City Chiefs Dan Mears and Trey up in Indy are the two and Brad in Denver he's getting paid pretty good but the rest okay. Okay. Might be, says it by their name I know their, Brad, their real sorry, name Miles in Miles in Denver <laughs> Blue in Indy <laughs> in Indianapolis and Casey Wolf okay in Kansas City I know what you're talking about now uh yeah yeah I yeah, forgot um but there, some of those guys are probably 35 40 grand so it, that means some teams take mascots a lot more seriously than others, or have those guys just been there forever? Some, it all for a mascot, it all depends on. And I just, I literally just, this is gonna, you guys are gonna be like, wait, what? I just spoke at Mascot U this past weekend. Mascot U, I knew you're gonna, yeah, it's, it's like that. tight end U. It's, it is. Tebow wasn't invited to this no. one either. <laughs> 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 Although. No, I won't say it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, never mind. Maybe he's more qualified for the mascot thing. Yeah. Anyway, right. that's going to upset some <laughs> no, people. No, I got be um, all right. <laughs> but, no, the, I, I spoke at Mascot U, and I told these guys who are wanting to be professional mascots, I said, look, no, no performer has ever been paid a lot of money by their team without making a lot of money for their team first. Yeah. And if, uh, sports teams, as, as you guys know, and, and you do some work with them and stuff, they don't come off the pocketbook 
very easily. Right. Like they don't like to pay. And so until you make money for them, you're not going to get money. So the way that I was able to make a lot of money and the way that those guys, Dan and, and Trey do make a lot of money is by doing appearances. And they've also built a program like Trey and Indy. He has major sponsors for that program, like in the six figure range that he's bringing into the team. So when you go at the end of the year and you're like, we have half a million dollars in sponsorships on the mascot program. Plus we have yeah, $200,000 in merchandise sales. Plus we have this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Now you can sit there and be like, pay me. But some of these guys you have that, to have leverage, right? The guys who are making thirty-five grand a year, they're not generating revenue for their team. So, what's your message? You know, you can, you say uh, make the team money. Do you have a message after that? Like how? Yeah, Just be different appearances, sponsorships. Make that program something that people in the community want to buy. Yeah, I mean, this I knew every year. I knew every year how much uh, every game actually. I'd, I would go to the merchandise. Uh, you know, dungeon down there. And I would find out from the, the folks there, I said, how many jerseys we sell, how many dolls we sell, you know, and I would, I would keep a track of all that so that at the end of the year I could walk in and say, this is what you guys yeah. made. I didn't get any of it. Yeah. So now yeah, let's yeah. talk about this money over here yeah. that I'm sweating for the appearances. Literally. And that's how I was able to get the, the appearance money because I was like, look, you keep the merchandise money. You keep the sponsorship money. Just give me the money that I'm busting my ass on weekends and nights to earn. Just give me that. And that was, you know, that was plenty for me. And now, do you follow Jackson DeVille on social media at all? Because now we got social media. So, like, having a mascot account for these teams, I feel like that would be the perfect way to provide leverage for a team. For sure. And our guy does it pretty well. For, for sure. Jags. When I left, when I left and handed off Jackson, uh, he had the most Twitter followers of any NFL mascot. I okay. built that. And his Facebook, his, it didn't, Facebook and Instagram wasn't great. Didn't do a lot of stuff on there. Um but you probably killed on TikTok right now. TikTok, <laughs> I would, I would, I, I would love TikTok for a mascot. TikTok is oh, gold, yeah. and yeah, that's what that's what Trey uh, Blue, the Colts mascot, <laughs> Blue, the Colts mascot. Blue, go look, look his TikTok up. It's a good, it's a good one. Dude has, I'll spoil it. Dude has over a million followers. Bro, wow. On TikTok, he's grown that thing because he does videos every day, and he does yeah. cool stuff in the suit, and does funny videos, and does silly stuff, yeah. and like nonstop putting that stuff out. He had old, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy, really? Jimmy Fallon asked him, like, hit him up. 2.5 million. Now he's at 2.5 million TikTok. Right. Yeah. TikTok's so a snowball once it gets going. So he's generating a bunch of revenue for his team, and that's why Jeez. he can walk in and be oh, like, yeah. pay me. Hey, and, and look, there's, a t- like, four videos collabing with Jackson. So yeah. our guy. Jackson's trying. He's, he's trying. <laughs> our guy's trying. He's trying to grow his TikTok by grabbing onto yeah, his brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the, TikTok wow. would be would be huge. But yeah, social media, you can do that you too. Mean, holding the phone while you jump off the the stadium, yeah, you'd POV. use a GoPro and then you'd probably yeah 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 edit the video. But yeah, I, all that stuff, it's so easy to do. But it is. yeah, you you being the program leader, you don't have anybody else, so you have to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the the tough part for Alex right now, the guy who's doing it, tough part for Alex is they're still making him do his regular gig, like. They're still making him. He was a, he's an event coordinator for the Jags. So he's got to do that too. Oh so yeah. When when and when I told him I was leaving to go to First Coast News, um, caught him by surprise. They were like, uh, "Okay, he's leaving. We need somebody to do these appearances over the next while we find somebody." So Alex was like literally the desk next to me and and worked with us in events. And they were like, "Alex, you got to get in the suit." So they put him in the suit, um, and 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 did that for a few weeks and just decided to to stick with him. But they. They told him, they're like, you're still going to do your event coordinator job. So my dude has to 
set up the tables and the podium and all that stuff for the big event. Then he's got to go get in the suit, do an appearance at it. And then break it down. Then go back down and then break it down. Yeah. And I was like. They're pinching those pennies. Exactly. Yeah. They knew that they, I was, <laughs> they're never going to ask me to do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, how much How much do you sweat in those things when yeah. you're out? Hell in, yeah. I was going to ask. In 100 degree. See, look at me. In a, I still can't get the weight back. <laughs> I still can't get any of the weight back that I lost. Um, no, a football game, uh, 8 to 10 pounds a game. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've weighed myself before games multiple times. And the, the biggest difference ever was a September game back in like – I don't know, probably late 90s, because I stopped weighing myself after a while because I was like, okay, this is stupid. Um, but it was about 14 pounds I lost oh in one game. God. So you're in that suit just just completely like you're in a swimming pool. Oh, yeah. No, you're talking about the, the, the most sweat. And I'm trying to think of like a sauna. Think of a steam room. Steam room would be more yeah. apt. I would change shirts every break. Like I brought for game day my gear was like eight dry fit shirts, eight dry fit shorts, five, six pair of socks. And I was changing those uh, like once a quarter, almost twice a quarter, and changing to the point where like you pull the shirt off, you know the kind of wet Oh yeah, when the shirt yeah. like is tough to get off. Yeah, yeah. it's every and day then, for me in the gym. And yeah, and then you can wring it. Yeah. You could wring the shirt out and it's like. Every time you switch. Oh, yeah. Every single so time. So much so like afterwards you look in the mirror and you're, your cheeks are sunken in. Yeah. It's Jeez. probably not healthy. <laughs> have you, have you, did, you get, did you get any water breaks at all? Like, yeah, yeah. You can take you breaks whenever you want. Okay. You take breaks whenever you want, but, you know. It's just not enough. Throughout the game, I always yeah. had, I had an intro skit. Then there was a sponsor break in the first quarter I had to hit. There was a sponsor break in the second quarter I had to hit. Two-minute warning. Then there was hype breaks I had to hit. T-shirt cannons. Yep. T-shirt cannons. I got to be out there for those. Yeah. I got to be out there. You know, there was different things throughout the game, so I had to make sure I took my breaks in between that. And then on top of that, Make sure you could be out there when it was going to be needed. You know, like the game was going to be in a crucial point, and you wow. wanted to get the crowd involved. Like in the back 90s, when nineties, yeah. back in the late nineties, <laughs> when there was when there was good parts of the end of the game. So yeah. when you're dehydrated and sweating like hell in that suit, that's when you got to ramp it up. Yeah. So I was going to say, are you like in there not smiling? You're just like doing the motions because we obviously can't see your face. Are you just in there like fucking hype as hype can get, screaming to the point on the field where I would lose my voice during games. So you're screaming in there. Oh dude, if 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 the dudes who ran the cameras, every station in town and all them, if they ever played released the audio. their nap mic when I was standing next to them, oh yeah. Bad, I was bad words. Oh, terrible. <laughs> fuck yeah. Get up everybody. Get the fuck up. Talking Oh, yeah, screaming at the crowd and yelling at the club seats too sometimes. Like and we can say the F word on this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Screaming at that, like on big plays when it's a big third down, and I didn't think the crowd was like, I was into like I this team winning and losing was was my life. Right, right, it was my yeah. payroll. It was if we made the playoffs, I got more money. Nineteen like, this years. Was, <laughs> this is big. I would be screaming like, "Get the fuck up! Yeah. What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody who doesn't like swear words, but I'm like, Sounds I'm like screaming <laughs> like I would. I would literally look. I would go like this in disgust. I would look up. I'd turn around after play and look up and be like. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, do you see this? Club seats, though, they're, you know, they're uppity. They want to chill and relax. It's tough, man. When somebody's paid that much money to go to a game and then you got to tell them how they got to act, yeah. like, I can understand. You spend 250 bucks on a seat. Nobody's telling you how to act at the game. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I was, I was, I would scream. 
I would also cuss out the other players. That's how I got them to you're, react and to you're me. they're very muffled in there? Nah, not really. Damn. You could hear everything. Oh, you could hear everything? Oh, yeah. You talked to, talk to, talk to some of the photographers that were uh, on the sidelines. Yeah, they even Kaminsky. Remember Kaminsky at the desk in yes. First Coast News? Yes. He could tell you tons of stories of that. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would holler at the players, the opposing players, when they would get near the sideline. <laughs> I'd talk shit to them. I would get in their ear. I would tell them. Steve McNair. Oh, yeah. I would tell them, I would tell them what's going to happen to them. I would tell the little guys what's going to happen to them on kickoff return. Wow. You know, I would tell them I probably, probably they can't touch you. No, they can't. They can't. And when they're at the back of the end zone, you know, getting ready to catch the kickoff or something, mm-hmm. I'd be hollering at them like, I wouldn't run it out. Yeah. I wouldn't run it out. Like when I'm, I finish my signs, I'm in front of them and they come back out on the field. I'd come right up to their huddle and talk shit. That's how the Steelers started hating me the most was because I was like literally talking shit to them in their, in their huddles. Good. And they were, they would spit on me. Yeah, it was. Damn. It was it was fun. Spit on you. Oh hell yeah! They would hock loogies on me, bro. They how were, close you get? Oh, I'd get from here to here, like right oh here. Oh my god! Oh yeah, no, I would get I would get right up to him, especially on the field. But I would I was doing signs to the crowd or whatever, and then I would holler at them because I knew if I could get the opposing player to react to me in front of the fans, the fans would lose their shit. They would. Mm-hmm. And Has so it, I had did that ever happen? Like where oh, obviously times. Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco. <laughs> he was great. He he wanted to do it on purpose though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But He's he was fun. Oh yeah. So I would I would do little bits with him and make sure he he like punched me in front of the crowd. Oh yeah. But uh, one of my guys, Corey Moore, he was a, a linebacker from Virginia Tech. Wait, one of my sorry, Chad would do that. He would do that with you. He'd oh, like yeah, punch yeah. you in. Chad, Chad, yeah, he loved that. He loved that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, Michael Irvin, Deion Sanders, we had some fun with them during a preseason game. Um, do y'all, I don't know if y'all remember. Do y'all remember when Michael Irvin? Uh, with a pair of scissors at training camp, and he had like cut one of his teammates. I wasn't watching football back Michael Irvin days. No. That's a long time ago. Anyway, I did a little scissor joke because uh, it had been, and the Cowboys didn't want to talk about it. Like it was an incident. They had a fight. Irvin busted out a pair of scissors. Something happened with a, a player in the locker room. Like it went too far. It came out. And I always knew this stuff. I would always make sure I knew any of the dirt yeah, 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 about yeah. guys. Yeah, before research, yeah. Hell yeah, before social media, before it was so easy. Yeah. yeah. These guys got it easy now. You know the guy's girlfriend's name, you know, or you know, all that stuff. I had to find out their girlfriend's name. Mm-hmm. So that I could <laughs> through the newspapers. Yeah, through through <laughs> through research, you know, and so I could holler that stuff in the game or you know, or say something uh that would get them off there like wait what did he just say yeah who did what did that stuffed animal just say to me (laughs) yeah i mean really crass stuff not appropriate when did this mascot can't talk thing even start because this whole time i'm thinking mascots never say a word they're not supposed to in that suit and you're out here yelling to the crowd yeah i was about to say fuck you like do you know you know like you rest you're not a wrestling fan right i haven't seen you talk about wrestling i was when i was a kid so do you know what kayfabe is no it's like this imagine it's like when you watch wrestling, you pretend it's real for like the two hours that you're watching. Sure. So, is there that? Does that exist with NFL mascots where, you know, you want people, you know, you pretend that this is actually Jackson Deville? There's for no, real. there's no person. It's inside a real there. entity. Yeah. Yes. So, d- how seriously did you take that? And did you make sure that, you know, during the game, you know, it's hard for fans to hear you, but did you make sure not to talk ever? Absolutely. I didn't, when I was near fans, I didn't talk. If it was adults though, yeah, I would because you, it, you don't want to ruin it for the kids. For the kids, you don't do that. Yeah. Unless it was a punk 13 year old that you had to make sure you got straight 
and tell him to stop messing with you and that there's a grown man in this suit. <laughs> and that had to happen a lot at birthday parties and bar mitzvahs. Um, but Come no, on, kid. <laughs> no, you couldn't, when, it, when you couldn't hear me, but I was so into the game. And so I was like, the energy I was given to, to get the crowd loud was not artificial. It was not like I was trying to, and that's where when you watch a mascot and you, you can see the difference between some performers where it's like, ah, their heart's not in it. They're not, it's not real energy they're given. But for me, it was, this is my team. Like this is life or death, Yeah, you know, for these four hours. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, to, to be on the field and do that, uh, for 19 seasons and to, to knowing now, granted it got bad at the end, but when you knew at the start of the season, every win got you closer to playoffs and, mm-hmm. and playoffs you knew because Wayne gave us bonuses, you know, playoff bonus when you're not making a ton of money, you know, early on playoff bonuses is like huge. So when you didn't make the playoffs, yeah, it was, it was uncomfortable in the rubber hallway sometimes yeah, with the players. A lot of those. Yeah. Cause you're like, yeah. you're walking past the players to go to training table and you're like, yeah. Thanks, thanks assholes. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you still get paid the same, right. but I needed yeah. that bonus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many Pro Bowl? Did you go to every Pro Bowl or? No, nah, you, you mascots to, get voted into <clears throat> Pro Bowl. You don't get voted in. Um, I went to I think eleven Pro Bowls, one in Miami, and the rest all in Hawaii. Hawaii. Um, oh, nice. Damn. But it was mostly when I started. It was um, it was basically they they needed six mascots at the Pro Bowl to do appearances. They didn't. They didn't do it merit-based. It wasn't like fans vote on it or anything. Um, but then I, I worked with the, the company who does it and got them to start bringing 10 and 11 and more mascots because as, as more teams, when I started, there was only six teams using a mascot in the NFL. And then teams started seeing the success of what we were doing with Jackson and the money we were making and sponsorships and all that. And I consulted with probably over my career 10 to 12 NFL teams to start their mascot program. Can you tell me why or – how a raccoon makes sense for the Titans mascot. <laughs> is it the state animal? Is it? It might I don't know. It might be the state animal. And I think that's the only reason. Were you and, cool and with Daniel him Boone? Or, or were you not cool with him? I got him that Titans. job. Oh. Pete Nelson. Pete Nelson was the original Pete. one. I, Pete. Pete. Old Petey. Old Petey. It's not Pete. Pete. We got Dave. We got <laughs> It's not Pete Tony. anymore. Um Titan. but yeah, no, I got him I got him that job and got him into the business. But yeah, uh I guess they went with Daniel Boone and the, the raccoon hat. And maybe raccoons, a state animal, Tennessee. Somebody can help us out there. Like somebody will look it up. Yeah. Like there's a good, there's a good potential there. Titan, you're t- freaking Titan. Man. Yeah, yeah. You could have done, you could have done all kinds of. Uh, yeah, you could have done a Titan. The gods yeah. and yeah. What's the I Giants mascot though? If they're the Giants, one of the a giant. There's the trivia. Is it? There's the trivia answer. <laughs> one of the few teams who does not have a mascot. Oh, the okay. Let's guess. So Giants. I'm yep. Packers. Correct. Um, How many teams are there? Thirty-two. There's 32 total teams, and I think I, there's I that didn't have a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's uh, is it is it four that don't now? But go ahead, you had yeah. Raccoon is a state animal of Tennessee. Okay. Do the Chargers? Chargers don't officially, but have had one, so they're always they're that hybrid, like kind of count but don't count. They've had Boltman program. Yeah, they've had Boltman who wasn't an official mascot. Then he was. Then he was back to a fan. He was literally a fan in the stands. They decided uh, to bring on and be Fireman them. Ed. Yeah, exactly. Jets are the other team. Oh, they don't have one. They don't have one. They've had Steelers? a Huddles character. Steelers actually started a character, Steely McBeam, who looks uh, like yeah. looks like Bill Cower. <laughs> I just learned of him last year. Yeah, Steely McBeam. That was one I consulted on, and they went completely against all of my recommendations. <laughs> and the character wow. has failed miserably. 
Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, Steelers, Jags, got a little rivalry. That's what was weird is that we had this big rivalry. As soon as Bill Cowher left, that's when they started a mascot program. He hated me. <laughs> he hated me. Really? Oh, with a passion. Yeah, yeah. Art Rooney put a bounty on my head. <laughs> Literally told his players he would pay the, the bond to cover if they if they took me out. Mascot bounty gate? Oh, yeah. The Bills have I wasn't one? covered. The Bills, Buffalo Bills do, yeah. Damn. Billy the Buffalo. Billy the Come on, Eric. Come on, Billy the Buffalo. <laughs> Pretty easy one. Duh. But yeah, even that. the Raiders went and got one. The Raiders went and got a mascot. A they pirate? were holding out for a long time. Pirate? It's some weird looking <laughs> skull thing. I don't know. Uh, Redskins. Them, them hockey teams have the worst ones. <laughs> right. Redskins, don't, they've never had one. Redskins. I'm sorry, the Washington yeah, chill, football chill, club. Chill, chill. Team. Yeah, I don't answer. <laughs> Washington football club. Sorry, they don't have one. They're going to have a W. Interesting. Yeah, so there's only, there's only a handful, less than a handful, I think. But how old were you when you applied? When you applied? You, right out of college, right? <clears throat> like 21. Yeah, I turned 22 uh, right as I got the job because my birthday's in July. So give us give us your best or your favorite skits that you've done. Ah, it's a tough call, man. Because the thing that I I was never somebody who who a lot of guys they record all their stuff and they keep a reel. And I was never a guy who kept that stuff because it was. Well, you're just gonna be in the same spot, like you know, you probably you love the Jags. You're not gonna like use that reel. To yeah, go apply somewhere else. But I wish I had some of those because some of the bits, some of the bits that were old. Oh, that would that be we cool could never yeah. show. That by the way, those jokes would not hit right now. I'd be yeah. canceled. I'd be canceled for some of the jokes I did. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. I did a Tiger Woods bit right after Elon clubbed him. Like literally, you know that Thanksgiving when she hit him with the club, yeah, chasing him, mm-hmm. whatever, and the car crash mm-hmm. in the in the neighborhood. We had a game that Sunday, so I did a, a Tiger Woods bit. I Man. grabbed a I grabbed a, a stuffed or not a stuffed a a mascot tiger costume from a local costume place. <clears throat> put a red Nike shirt on him and a black Nike hat on him and said, hey, hey, folks, uh, Jackson's feline friend, because I didn't want to say Tiger yeah. Woods or anything. Can, you know, I said, Jackson's uh, f- really famous feline friend has fallen on some hard times recently. I might remember this. I think I was there. And he'd love to bring him out here to have you guys cheer him up a little bit. He's, he's hit some hard times. And then I come walking out with this tiger in the thing and everybody goes, Oh, <laughs> and you, when you hear a crowd go, Oh, especially in a football stadium, yeah. it is the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Like my hair standing up right yeah. now. Like it is so, cause you're like, Oh, the joke's hitting. Yeah. Here we go. The joke's going to hit. <clears throat> so I bring him out there and they're like, Hey guys, let's make, let's make his feline friend feel better. And so the crowd's kind of cheering for him, and he's waving, and I'm going, oh, you're all right. And all of a sudden, I look over his shoulder like this, and I had this tall blonde oh with God. big glasses on. <laughs> she was hot. She was my friend's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Tall blonde, big glasses like Elon wore. Giant, oversized mascot golf club. Comes running out of the tunnel, and I see him. I, I look over his shoulder like this, and I go... Like, run, 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 run. And she starts chasing him, and he zigzags all across the field, running with her chasing him with the club yeah. like oh. this. It, w- it got on Sports Center. Yeah, Everybody laughed course. and stuff. But today, you'd be, they'd that be like, That doesn't seem so bad. They'd be like, I can't believe you're joking about that. That was the goal, right? For every skit you do, if you get on Sports Center. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 If, your skit, if your skit makes the highlights on Sports Center of the game. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's that's what you wanted as a yeah, mascot, especially back then when SportsCenter was like yeah. that was big deal back then. Oh yeah, that was appoint, appointment viewing. Yeah, exactly. You know? For mascots too, that was how we judged. Right. 
whether you did something good or not. But they, yeah, they used to have segments just for mascot mm-hmm. bits, <clears throat> mascot top ten. That bit was good, um, but as far as my favorites, like some of the stunts, the Wembley stunt, um, the first Wembley game was one of my favorite um, because it was the gnarliest, uh, one of my scariest stunts I ever did. Really, with Would the you- most free fall. Um, of any stunt I did because it was we were so high up in the rafters. You jumped off off the the catwalks in Wembley. Wow! Um, and we put, you know, to give you some idea at the at the Jag Stadium when I jump off the light towers, you, we would put at most twenty five to thirty feet of leash. We called it uh, of rope, which would extend. You know, it, there's a, a bungee on there, so it'll, it'll stretch a little bit. So it would extend from twenty to thirty feet, maybe down to forty or fifty feet before the bottom of it grabs. Mm-hmm. We put. I think 60 feet of rope out on the one in Wembley. So there was 80 to a hundred feet of free fall before that thing grabbed. Um, and it was in rehearsal. You're just falling saying, please grab, please grab, please. Oh dude, we, we would always send steel plates off first. We would send steel plates off the rig first. And I always joked. I said, that weighed more than you. Oh yeah. A couple, a couple hundred pounds or more just to test the system and make sure. And what I always joked and said, if, if that makes a divot, right. Then I don't go. (laughs) But if it doesn't make a divot, then I'm next, you know? And so I would go up and do the next one. But that first one of that one, I have a a GoPro video of on my chest of the first one. And I can see it in my eyes. And anybody else will see it. You can see the fear just like because I'm talking and I'm, you know, I'm processing it because you you do get scared every jump. Mm -hmm. But it's how you internalize it and what you take with that. If you take the fear and you go into the fear, then you're gonna shit your pants. But if you take it and you internalize it and you use that energy to Positive, focus, yeah, yeah, yeah. then that's when a whole world of amazing presence and bliss of adrenaline opens up because there's nothing like that that moment. But you can see on my face, I'm going, yeah, and like looking at stuff, and and I'm like, and they're like, you ready? And I'm like, yep. And then like you can hear my stunt crew. I can always tell they knew when I was nervous. Because you hear them going, you got this, you got this. <laughs> and you're like, you know, it's just like, you need that little, yeah, you need something. Yeah. But that one was, was crazy. Um, and the King swing at the Jags games was the one that woke me up the night before the most was the one that would wake me up like flinching that I forgot to check the carabiner or that I forgot to clip something. That's what you called it. The King swing. It was a King swing. It was where, so you got the scoreboard and the scoreboard and I would be on this scoreboard here and I would be on the zip line and oh, it was yeah. one that I would slowly go out. I wouldn't jump off. It was, I would slowly go out as the announcements being made. Ladies and gentlemen, Jacksonville is now going to risk his life for your entertainment. <laughs> that was the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would slowly travel out like slow myself because I had to go out to a point here. The middle was here and we had a swing rope attached to the middle of the oh, zip line. Oh, and then you'd undo it and then you'd fall, right? Yeah. Yes. And so back here, I had to swing the zip line out to this, stop. I had to clip myself into the swing rope. Oh. Pull the swing rope off the line because it was on here. I had to make sure that I was clipped into the swing rope. Then I had to pull a quick release snap shackle on my device that separated me from the safety of the trolley I rode out on. My God. With no stunt crew doing it for me. Nobody second, like being like, yep, you're good. Because every other stunt we did, you always had the stunt crew going, Mm -hmm. you're good, 100%. And I always made them say like, 100%, Mm -hmm. 100%. You know, and, and then we go. So that was the one that always scared me the most because it was like you had to do it all. I had to do it myself, and while that's why everyone's looking at you, <laughs> and everyone's looking, and you you kind of got to do it quick, yeah, because you don't have a whole. I only had a two and a half yeah, minute yeah. skit time, 
And so you're sitting there and you're, you're grabbing it like this and you're looking, you're like, and you see it connected here. You know, you've looked at the point in the middle that it's still connected, but your mind still plays tricks. Like, yeah, that's me when it, with the stove. If, did I turn off the stove or did I not? Like, yeah. That's as dangerous as my life gets. <laughs> yours is a little, yours was a, sounds like it was how long you had to practice that one. We practiced that one a bunch. That was a tough one to practice too, because to run a the dead weights off of that one was really was running the dead weights off of the king swing was more dangerous than doing the king swing, mm. because somebody had to go out on that line with the weights, you know. So, but that one was good. The stunts, but the one of the I, I tell you, one of my favorite uh, moments, um, skit wise, was actually after September 11th. They canceled games for a week, um, and. Just from the, and I say moment, just from the standpoint of like feeling the energy in the crowd. That's why I yeah, asked you guys yeah, yeah. when we first started talking, like what was the energy like at the preseason game? But December uh, 11th happened and I hadn't, there was no skit. I was literally just going to, I rode out on a motorcycle with an American flag yeah. with Lee Greenwood, proud to be an American playing. And if you remember 2001 and the, the energy in the whole country, it was all unified and it was like, yeah, and I literally nice, just walked yeah. out to the middle of the field with that playing. And got down on one knee for all the people that had passed and everything. And I just held the, the flag up and the whole crowd oh, yeah. sang the end of the song. Like, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, to be in the middle of that, to be on the field for that with that energy around the stadium. This is right before kickoff. And the whole crowd singing that. And as the song ends, the whole crowd impromptu on, the, on their own goes into USA. Yes. USA. Yeah. That, and again, the chills are still there because that was a moment where you're like, wow, this yeah. is cool. Like when, when you're, and back then we had 70,000 people in the stands, yeah. you know, we had places packed at the, at the height of it, we were 75,000 in the late nineties. And those moments when you get, you know, the, the return from Denver, 40,000 people in that building, that's what draws just, people to the game day is to being see part them of that. for people that aren't Jags fans to 40,000 to see the team return home from winning a playoff game. at one thirty AM, <laughs> 40,000 people in the stadium, 1.30 a.m. to see the team come back. Those are the moments where you're like, this is cool. Yeah. This is cool. Like, all these people on one page, and that's where you sit there and you'd be like, see, we can all be on one page right, right. now. Why can't we do this the rest of life? Like, why do we all got to fight it's everywhere like, else? It's like, will that ever, will anything happen in the world where that is, will be possible again? I don't know. Everybody on one page. Right. Yeah. No, those moments are cool. Um, I don't know. Some there's There was so many skits and fun stuff that we used to get to do that it's, it's, it's uh, again, that one, um, going back to the Steelers, the Steelers rivalry. Those were great. The, uh, terrible towel one was, was pretty good. Towels carry Ebola. Still got that sign. <laughs> Still got that sign. That's one of the signs I kept when I was leaving, I'm going to the locker room and I'm like taking thank you fans. Cause that was my sign that I made myself season one and every season that ended every single season I ended, I walked the field, the last game, two minute warning with just signs said, thank you fans and waved cried most of the time. Cause some seasons I didn't know cried during the seasons where I wasn't sure I was coming back. Cause I was thinking about doing something else. And mm-hmm. I, and I always, but the end of every season, I always, I didn't take it for granted. Cause I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be back. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what'll happen? This might be my last season, but that was always what I took where it was like those moments that connecting with people was the best part of it. Connecting with this city. And that's what made him so popular. I mean, that's, because we were all growing together as an NFL fan base. It was just a it was a, a beautiful time. We are still yeah, growing. Yeah, yeah. Is is more than a more than a mascot. You made it more than a mascot. It was I tell everybody I was like I, I obviously uh I 
I had the permission from Wayne Weaver to do whatever I wanted for the most part. He did cancel some things, but, uh, but he gave me the leash. He gave me the, the, the ability to go do stuff. Yeah. The creative freedom to do what you wanted. The best line you want to talk about an owner of a NFL team, the best line ever um, at the height of all the madness, the NFL was bringing on the Jags, uh, literally other NFL owners, four different NFL owners wrote the league petitioning to have me fired and kicked out of the league forever. They wanted me out of the league. They wanted me not banned from the league, not allowed to be uh, employed. And at the height of that, when Wayne was going to owners meetings and they were talking about the mascots, he came back from one of the meetings and he said, Curtis, he goes, you do your job on Sundays. I'll take care of the business on Mondays. And I was like, what more can you ask for mm-hmm. from your leader to sit that he says, do your job. I'll handle, I'll take the bullets for you. Cause he was hearing from the NFL. Like you need to fire your guy because you were doing some con- like controversial s- skits in the late nineties. When I came in, like I said, there was only a handful of mascots. Teams were not used to NFL uh, teams yeah. were not used to somebody making fun of them. Yeah. Shit. Wow. They still are right. They hate it. Yeah. They get so sensitive about it. And so I was doing things like, you know, for example, like the, we played the Browns one year and they, they hadn't won a game yet. So I walked right at their intros. And I, my thing was always during the visiting team intro, I wanted to get out there and make their intro as less hype and corny as possible. So I, was, I would always do silly stuff in their intro to, to unhype their intro. Like they're trying to get all tough. And I had this sign that said um, it had a Velcro on top so I could put every single team we were playing. I just switched the team out. Mm-hmm. And it said, you know, Bengals eats boogers. It was stupid, childish bullshit. Yeah. And then I would switch it out. Steelers eat boogers. And I would go to their their pregame huddle, like right as they're all getting hyped, like, yeah, let's go, let's go. go right and I'd it. hold the sign <laughs> right above their huddle so all the NFL films cameras have this hype huddle with this sign that says Steelers eat boogers right above their heads. And they, they hated that stuff. But owners wrote the league and said, this guy needs to be fired. Wow. They changed the game ops rules because of, of you. Jackson. Art Rooney. Art Rooney. <laughs> oh. The original Rooney rule. The original, yeah, the, original. Rooney, the original Rooney rule was a mascot rule. Swear to God. He started it. He headlined it with the, the league owners. And they had a meeting where they talked about mascots. And Paul Vance was the lead counsel for the Jags, Wayne Weaver. They come back from the meeting. Paul brings me in his office. He goes, Kurt, uh, we got to talk. I said, all right, cool. Uh, he said, look, we had uh, the NFL meetings. We talked about uh, revenue sharing, billions of dollars. We talked about uh, you know potential games in different places. We talked about all this stuff. Blah, we blah, talked blah. about you. <laughs> and guess what? We had an entire segment of the owners' meetings, the official owners' meetings. One of the dockets on the or things on the docket of talking yeah, yeah. was the mascots. And he goes, Kurt. He goes, they put um, uh, they put a DVD in um, <laughs> for everybody to watch. It was ten minutes long. Nine minutes of it was you, <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm sitting there laughing. I'm like, that's awesome. He goes, he goes, no, no, Curtis is not awesome. It's not awesome for Wayne and I, as we sat there just shrinking in our chairs (laughs) as every minute went by and it was another one of your skits. And we're like, it's your highlight. It's your highlight tape. (laughs) I'm like, can you get me a copy of that? Yeah, That's my reel. (laughs) That's my reel. (laughs) But yeah, I thought that was the coolest thing at the, at at the time I was like, dude, a bunch of billionaires and millionaires are talking about the shit I'm doing and it's bugging them so much. And that you're just out there having the a bunch of fun rules. and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, can't you guys take any like take yourselves less seriously? Yeah, exactly. Take it lightly. Daniel Snyder hated me. Yeah, he was he was not a fan. 
A lot of people hate Daniel Snyder, so. Right, That's so I don't, I'm good there. But no, it was, uh, yeah, Wayne was great, man. He told me, do your job on Sundays, I'll take care of the business on Mondays. And he, bought, he had my back the entire way. Like, he kept me, when the team, when the league wanted me fired, he, he kept me employed. Why'd you eventually retire? Besides the dangers, you know, the, the occupational hazards. First Coast News made a great offer. Um, came in, needed a host for First Coast Living. Um, right place, right time. I had done some TV stuff. I knew media was kind of my next iteration in the city because I'm not moving. I love this place. Mm -hmm. um, I knew media was going to be my thing. I was a public relations communications major. And the opportunity came. And it was one of those things, as you know, from the media business, it's like when you get an opportunity, you if you pass it and they fill that seat, Next year, when I am ready to retire after yeah, yeah. twenty seasons or twenty-one seasons, can't necessarily go the, get that job. Right. The seat's taken until right, yeah. And so I I saw the opportunity, and I also was at a point where physically I had just turned forty, um, and I was eating Advil like it was coming out of a Pez dispenser. <laughs> really, for like, headaches or pain, like body, um, body everything, aches. back spasms. I was having, I was having back spasms probably every at least every month maybe every other month to the point um back brace like wearing those the problem was the show had to go on yeah. so i had to go do appearances with a back brace on and that's why you always saw me late in my career riding a scooter at oh, every yeah, event really? and i would rarely get off it <laughs> yeah. so if i didn't get off the scooter and i was at an event you were at it's because my back was so messed up i couldn't walk yeah you did say earlier you were in that costume like with uh the sickness and oh like yeah shit all the time yeah, yeah. So I'm sure that caught up to you after all those years. The uh, cracked, cracked my ribs, bruised or cracked, whatever. I didn't get the x-ray because I didn't want to see. <laughs> um, it just hurt to breathe, so whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> COVID. Nowadays. Yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> it's that's, been around. <laughs> I've, that's, dang it. It was around back then. <laughs> yep. um, no, I had uh, I cracked my ribs right before a game racing a, a, my scooter. I had a gas-powered scooter. I was racing some fan out in the parking lot during tailgating, my tailgating appearance, and went uh, straight over the handlebars. Um, but another game, um, was sick multiple times. Um, the London game, the first London game, that big stunt I told you about, mm -hmm. I had food poisoning at midnight before the game. Damn. So game over there, we had to get up at 8am because you know, the time difference and the game was going to be midnight. The food poisoning hits. Everybody knows food poisoning. It comes out both ends yeah. every 30 minutes. So I'm up all night. I'm up puking and everything all night. I get up you in the sure morning. You just weren't nervous about the jump? <laughs> no, this was definitely <laughs> yeah. London food. This was a bad, I, I made a bad choice that night. And beans. But man. I had food poisoning so bad. So I, I get up that morning and I'm like, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. Like they don't have the same stuff. I went to their medical person in the, uh, when we got to the stadium and he wouldn't give me anything because protocol over in the UK, as far as like meds and stuff that they can administer, he wouldn't give me anything. I forget what the, the the sickness thing is for food poison what's that um there's something you can get the shot you can get over here that like helps you with it but whatever so i i the the stunt had to be rehearsed and i had to get there at 8 a.m so i oh. get on the marleybin train with 50 pounds of gear and i i have to i walk to the train station and from the from the train station to wembley if anybody who's ever been to the games have been there it's a long walk to the stadium and when i tell you the speed i'm walking at imagine if you ever had food poisoning no, you know how you feel, but I'm walking where one foot barely gets past the other. That's the pace I'm walking, and I'm feeling so bad. I get there. I got to put the suit on, and I got to walk all the way to the top elevator, and then I got to climb the rafters into the catwalk and do this stunt in full costume 
before everybody comes in because our rule was I can't do a stunt if I haven't done it in practice. Can't do it live if you didn't do it mm-hmm. in dress rehearsal. Yeah. So I was like, I got to go do this. So this is the TMI part. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So I'm getting dressed. And again, every 30 minutes, food poisoning. Everybody knows what happens with food poisoning. Every 30 minutes, it's coming out of one end to the other. Yeah. I'm like, I think I can hold it in and I can, I can pull the neck up and I can, I can puke if I need to. Right over the raft. Right over whatever. <laughs> but once I put the suit on, it's like if you ever grew up up north and you put your snow gear on, once you put that snow gear on to get out of it to go to the bathroom, it's going to be a hard time. So, so I was like, well, I can't, I can't shit the suit. If I shit in the suit, we can't do the game. This is the only one I brought here. So I, I grab a whole bunch of toilet paper from the locker room I'm in, and I packed as much toilet paper as I could into my ass crack. Like wow. as much as I could, and then put compression shorts over it oh my God. to hold it into place, two pair, because I was convinced and I was concerned that at the bottom of that, and I'm talking G-forces, to the point where I had to hold the head because it was so, much, so many G-forces at the bottom before it bounced back up, I was convinced at the bottom that I was going to just, just everything was just going to yeah, come yeah. out. I'm proud to and. say <laughs> the toilet paper was clean oh, okay. when I got back to the locker room. Probably just sweaty. Yeah, very sweaty. Very sweaty. It was all clumpy. Oh, um, but yeah, that was that was one. Food poison that whole game. I was in and out of consciousness the entire first London game, and I hit every break I had to make. Even fourth quarter, the full field streak. I don't remember it. I have the video, but I don't remember doing it. Yeah, it's like wow. when... It's like when under well, never mind. As we make a, re- a wrestling reference, <laughs> never mind. To say when Undertaker got a concussion during a match, he said he doesn't remember any of the match. But that's it happens. Crazy. It happens. Yeah, yeah no, wild. I don't. I don't remember that one. Yeah, that was that was a great one. You're too focused on staying alive, dude. I get back to the locker room in that game, and I would literally just collapse to the ground. And I would. I told my my assistant who was there, I was like, just wake me up in 15 minutes. Like literally, slap me, wake me up, and I, I got to go back out. And so like he he'd let me sleep. For 15, 20 minutes, I'd be passed out. He slapped me. It was probably not healthy. No, not probably at all. not. <laughs> probably not good. But I was. It's the first London game. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sitting that out. Yeah, yeah. I'm not missing it. Was that your first time in London too? Um, no, because we had gone over a bunch before that game. Oh, doing to play other teams. No, to do um, to do PR stuff. Oh, yeah, it was great. We got to go to over the. I do three London games or two. I think I did two London games, but over those three years. I went to London probably 10 weeks. Did you ever get to do any commercials over there for, for them, like, promoting NFL UK? Did they bring you over there? Yeah, that's what, that? that's what they would bring us over to do different, you know, the NFL UK kids camp or something. Gotcha. Um, we'd go over there and do appearances. and um, Yeah, it was fun, man. You got to, I got to travel the world as a stuffed animal. I was going to say, <laughs> did you get any uh, travel perks, like, personally for all this travel that you did? Like, did you get any uh, Delta miles? Oh, my God. <laughs> my dumbass, my dumbass didn't. Didn't take advantage of that. I should have. I should have been booking those. One of my one of my bosses. Uh, I won't say who it is because hopefully the IRS. Uh, <laughs> but he would he would use his personal credit card to buy all of the big things we needed to buy for the team and for then, game ops, and then get paid, and then it. get fill out the expense report, yeah. and get paid by the Smart. team. I mean, we're talking ten thousand dollars of that's, inflatables to buy. That's hella points. Oh, dude! And card. then he already had the expense report filled out before we <laughs> just it. turned it in. As he clicked it, he got the money back almost before the thing arrived. Oh my god! And those miles. Yeah, I didn't miles. do that. I was a dumbass. There's a lot of things I could, I should have done that I'd, I could have 
been making a bunch more money right now if I'd have just taken more shit like that out of the stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Who, uh, if you could be any mascot, not Jackson DeVille for one day, and I'm talking... This brand, team brand. I'm talking Disney World. Oh, okay. Oh, did you get me one? I'm t- yeah. Nice. Disney, <laughs> Disney World, uh, NBA, NHL, NFL. If you could be one mascot for a day. Man said Disney World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you about that. Um, so Disney... I wouldn't make it through a day without getting fired. Um, <laughs> so that wouldn't be a good one. Cause what's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see the paycheck. What's your thoughts on, uh, on mascots there? Um, they, they came to our college asking us to asking people to be, um, Disney would go around to colleges asking for people to come, Hey, come work the summer as a cast member at Disney. Oof, There's no summer. better experience. Summer. That's hot. Yeah. They wanted, they, they asked me to come be a character for the summer and, and told me all these great things you could do. And I asked, one question of the person. I said, hey, uh, how much money did you bring home the next fall? Like, your next college year. I pulled him aside. I said, all right, you worked there for a whole summer. What did you take home and bring back to college? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, it's not about that. It's about the experience. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. It's the magic. What did you have in your bank account when you started your next year of college? And they're like, well, you know, it's not. And I go, okay, I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, No. I ain't doing that. I need to make money. It's kind of like the NFL teams where they say, hey, we're giving you an opportunity to work for the NFL. So we're not going to pay you anything. If you are not a player, a coach, or a mascot, you're going to struggle to make money in the NFL. (laughs) Because a mascot, at least you you can control your own destiny and do appearances. But... Yeah, the NFL is all about that. They have a thousand people waiting to do that job, so they don't pay. Yeah, Yeah. got you. That's why I definitely stay clear of that. That's why you stayed clear of it? Yeah. Because I, I knew that they weren't going to pay anything. They're just going to pay. Oh, that one's good. It is good. Definitely. You really taste good. coffee, right? Yeah, a lot yeah. of coffee in that one. That's a good one. We're founders. Beer reviews on the pod. Founders sure. Breakfast Stout. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out, Founders. What was, Send the us other, more. what was the other one? I like that one, too. Uh, chocolate Sweet peanut. Baby Jesus. It's chocolate Peanut Butter Porter, yeah. I think. Porter Stout. That was a good one. That was good. That was a good one, too. So you won't do Disney? No, Disney, no. I wouldn't do Disney, but if I could be one mascot for a day, uh, I would pick the Philly Fanatic because he makes a ton of money. <laughs> really? Oh, he yeah. makes a ton of money. Tom Burgoyne, my, my, my Tom. good friend. God, you know Tom. Tom, shout out Tom. Shout out Tom Burgoyne. <laughs> Just I actually was with him this weekend on the virtual uh, mascot you. <laughs> mascot you. He was, uh, but him, um, um, the, he makes a kill. He's been with 33 years. Th- is that why he makes guy. so much? What does he do? That it, Does he do any, any special skits, any special? He doesn't do a ton. He doesn't do crazy stuff. He just is, it, is it's just consistently that. entertaining to those fans, yeah. and the city loves, loves that character. That And, and the and Flyers one, right? Flyers. Oh, the, he's new. Um, what's his name? Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the, the Flyers. Uh, oh, that's Gritty. Good. Gritty, oh. gritty. I think it's gritty. I don't know. I just know Philadelphia has these those two sports. They have wild ass mascots. Yeah, the fanatic though, man. He's been in the long. What Dave Raymond was the original. What's his character? Fanatic. What is he? It's a it's a a, a fantasy uh, green monster. Yeah, that's it. Looks like a character out of Monsters Inc. Yeah, um, but he's been he's been doing it thirty three years. Dave Raymond was before him. He's the <sighs> originator of it. Is there like a mascot group chat? Um. I mean, we, group me? I, I'll tell you this, <laughs> something that people would Discord. would probably like listening to last year during COVID when everybody was doing uh, uh, Zoom happy hours. Yeah. 
we did a bunch with some of the old time mascots. We all got together and we got uh-huh. on Zoom, and it was great because we hadn't caught up in so long. Mm-hmm. And that's what twenty twenty was for, right? Yeah. <laughs> Catching up with old friends, yeah. And so it was pretty cool hearing you know talking because it's a weird, it's a it's a weird profession. I mean, mascots are weird. Let's get that out there. Mascots are bizarre. We're we're weird. It's a weird possession uh, profession that you have experiences that nobody else has ever experienced in their life. So that's why we we bond and like I can literally call. We can go to any city in the country right now, and we could go to any sporting event we want. If they have a mascot, I'll get us tickets. Even if I've never met the person, even if I've never met them, if I call their team and I say, "Let me talk to the mascot department," and I get a hold of the mascot, just even if I don't a, have his cell, just have a combo. say, "Hey, this is Curtis Dvorak. Um, you know, I was mascot for the Jaguars. You know, hopefully they, you know, know the NFL and know some of the guys who've been in the business a long time. Maybe, mm-hmm. but." Even if they don't, it's like, hey, man, I was a mascot for 19 years in the NFL, coming to town, would love to come watch you, toss me some tickets. They'll be at Will Call. Yeah. Like, no doubt. Well, shit. No problem. It's a, it's a community. It's, right? It is. It is. Like you said, yeah, there's there's not a lot. Like, when you take a percentage of people in the United States that have been mascots. At less- a top level, Major League Baseball, I mean, if you count MLS, whatever, Major League Baseball, hockey, basketball, NFL, those four teams – for uh, sports, in you're college. talking well, college I'm, too, yeah. But you're not getting paid in college. Yeah. You're doing it for the love well, yeah, of it. You're saying total yeah. level. You're doing it for a sweatsuit and even and now, shoes. and even now with the. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, I did make money in college doing uh, Valentine's things. I, I was able to. I worked. I grew up in Jersey, so I I know how to hustle. Hustle, yeah. I know how to hustle side hustles and make money. So I did uh, Valentine's things in college. I charged twenty five bucks to come hand a carnation to your girl. <laughs> wow, you are a hustler. It. I got like ten of those. 250 in college yeah you're rich you're loaded yeah um no but that was that was i'm dumped now now i'm stuck back in college thinking about that anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> there it is there it is shout out hokies love it i haven't been back there in a while i need to get back there so when you go to a game do you do you critique do you like look closely at what they're doing not really. I mean, I don't go to a lot of games. As far as Jag games, I got a three-year-old and a nine-month-old right now. Um, and That's why you had to retire. That too, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I retired. We're talking six years right now. Six years ago is when that's, I, that's, I left. The time's going by way too fast. It's crazy. That's when I graduated college. 2015 ago, is when I, when I retired. It was crazy. June, yeah, June 23rd, they made the announcement, but uh, inside the, the backstory, I, met, I went into Mark Lamping's office in late May. And told him, this is a funny story. Yes, please. All right. So, <laughs> so I get the offer from I get the offer from First Coast News, um, and and by the way, in a very secretive way because we were partners. Jaguars were partners with Channel Four at the time, and so news for Jacks. Yeah, there you go, news for okay. Jacks. And so I had been doing a segment on news for Jacks every Friday called the Litter Box with Curtis Dvorak. And nice. I was getting on there because I knew I wanted to get into media. So I contacted four and said, Hey, can I come share some fun stories and talk Jags? You know? So I've been doing that. First coast news wanted me. And so I had to, I went across the parking lot. I told him, look, I can meet with you, but we got to be really careful with this. Cause if anybody, and you know, the first coast news building, if anybody saw me come in and was like, wait, what is he doing? Rumors here? spread aside from high school, rumors spread faster in a newsroom than anywhere else unbelievable <laughs> so i had to come in you know rob has like a side door by his office okay so i had to i had to come across the parking lot 
at the stadium there. Sneak in. Like, and sneak into the First Coast News building to meet with them to talk about this. But anyway, so I had gotten the offer. I was convinced I was leaving. And I, I sent Lamping an email and said, hey, I, I want to come. Lamping is the Jaguars vice. Mark Lamping. Mark- with Jaguars. Oh, president. 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 Sorry. Yeah. President. Vice president. Sorry. Ooh. He's never coming on this podcast. <laughs> we don't want No, he uh, I we did don't. a bit when I was hosting the show last year with Clownface and he didn't like it, so he's not coming Yeah, he's never show. coming on. Oh yeah, speaking of mascots, he was a fucking mascot on Jags at Home for a segment. He put on a clown costume on Jags at Home. Do you remember that? Oh my god. Last year they did a virtual They would not yeah, they did like a, that. They they did not like and that. And he didn't warn them ahead of time. I did it. I just brought it on them because I was expecting, <laughs> like, we had a pretty easy schedule last year. We played the Titans. We played them close. And then we played, I think, oh, no. uh, Dolphins Thursday night and then you Bengals. Got in trouble. So I was like, okay, we got smacked by the Dolphins Thursday night. We better beat these Bengals because they're not that great. So I bought clown makeup and a wig and a nose on Amazon. I was like, every time the Bengals score, I'm going to slowly progress and get more of a clown. <laughs> So that by, is <laughs> beautiful. So by halftime, I was in just the makeup because it was tied. And we come out of halftime and the Bengals run us. And by the end of the game, I'm in a wig, I'm in a nose. And at the end, they're like, Eric, did you guys talk about that beforehand? Or was that? Oh, no. they gave you that line. Who'd you, who'd you, who'd you run this by? Yeah. Yes. Who'd he, you run this by? He must have gotten that line. Oh, a yeah. Few a lot. The last few years I was there. The new regime is pretty corporate. That's why your yeah. story about. Uh, <clears throat> them showing the 10 minute reel uh-huh. and then you were just sitting back laughing that was me when I did the clown bit because I was like this was hilarious and just nobody liked it in corporate so I think uh, the president was uh, really mad at that but I got to do the rest of the season so that's uh, but you were saying you haven't been called recently and now I'm seeing no. why <laughs> exactly that, is that the vibe that it went from like a mom and pop to yep. like a corporate yeah 100% yeah. 100% I still remember the day um, that the announcement came in Mackie Weaver, um, we all, by the way, in the, inside the building when the team sold, we all saw it on social media first. We didn't know. Like, we knew the team was up for sale, <clears throat> but I still remember that day going into Mackie Weaver's office. As soon as I saw the stuff come across, and I, I ran into his office, and I just walked in the door and looked at him, like, eye to eye like this, and I knew, like, right when I, because I was trying to see, like, is this real? Like, is it definitely happening? And I saw it, and we both just sat there, and, like, both of us teared up. Both of us teared up and, and, and got sad. One, that's his family. Yeah. But two, we knew that Camelot was dead. We knew that the mom and pop, yeah. the, the, the kind of family, family kind of even atmosphere. though the cons are family yeah. owned, it's still so it's corporate, yeah. so corporate. Um, but we knew, we knew that was the end. But, uh, but so your guy, your best friend, Mark Lamping. Yeah. Back, to um, your, back to your story. So I tell him, I, I, I sent his assistant, hey, I'd love to, I need to meet with you on Thursday. I just need an hour, you know, a little bit of your time. So he got back. Okay, cool. You're on the schedule. So, but it didn't tell him what I'm coming in to tell him. So I go into his office and sit down and he's like, all right, I'm clueless. What, uh, what are we doing? What are we doing here? And I said, well, I'm going to make your life a lot easier, brother. You know, <laughs> I said, I'm out. And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. He was like, I didn't tell anybody else. My boss didn't know. Nobody knew. I mean, I went to him first because I'm like, I'm not bothering with the same thing inside the Jag. You know, that's what that's how leaks get out in that building because people love to share stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, he was like, what? And so I told him what I was doing. And he was like, I, I'm, he's like, I'm, 
I'm happy. He goes, I'm really happy for you. He goes, because, and this was pretty cool of him to say, he's like, Curtis, he's like, you've, I've only been here a short time with you, but he goes, I've already seen that you've, you've outgrown the suit mm. kind of thing in Ooh, this city. That's a good line. You've outgrown the suit Deep. in this city. You have other options in this city. And that's what any mascot could ever hope for. Most mascots come out of the suit and nobody knows who they are and they got nothing afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes, he goes, I'm happy for you, but you're going into your 20th season. Don't you? want to do 20 seasons i'm like yeah i don't know i the mean brady of mascots right? <laughs> i'm like don't you want it i was like no, no rings though no rings you know <laughs> yeah right none <laughs> <laughs> Duh, 99 don't couple, mind me couple afc no one afc championship game no two two afc championship games one at home one away what yeah. was what was the one first one 96 dolphins up in the patriots oh duh <laughs> patriots yep. lost to them catch the ball brown mm. reggie barlow and that was 99. Catch the damn punt. Alvis Witted. Don't throw it to Stonehand. Sorry. I'm going way back to the people who don't who remember those days. But uh, he said, well, all right. I'm, I'm where, where our references are uh, refs. Miles Jack wasn't down. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Ours are Reggie Barlow fumbled the punt, and Alvis Witted dropped the bomb. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so I, I tell him I'm leaving, and he's like, wow. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm happy for you. Um, okay. And I, I said, yeah, so – what do you want to do? I know this is going to be a PR announcement. I know how do you want to do this? I was a PR major. I'll follow your lead, whatever the team wants to do. You know, let me know. He goes, well, and this is end of May, end of May right now. He goes, um, he goes, look, he goes, I'm, I got a vacation that I'm going on. He goes, but also he goes, he goes, can we, can we make this announcement, you know, like June 21st, 22nd or so? And I'm like, I'm like, that's three and a half weeks away. What, why? He goes, because the last season ticket marketing package goes out on the 18th. What? And he didn't want this. He thought that would affect, yeah. He didn't want this to be announced before that last sign your season tickets up. Mm -hmm. And and he was was right because the city, like, that was one of the most. Jackson DeVille, like, that's that's a big deal, yeah. That day, June 23rd uh, in 2015, was one of the most humbling, humbling experiences of my life. Like, I loved doing this character. Loved every minute I was in that suit. Absolutely. There was nothing. Like, I gave 100% to it every time. Hell yeah. I loved being in that suit. But I just did it as a, like, I was just a dumb knucklehead trying to make my friends laugh in the stands. Just trying to get your friends' tickets into the hosting Exactly. Games. Yeah. Like, I literally was college and pros. Like, I would do, sometimes I would do a skit on the field that nobody in the building got except my 10 buddies. <laughs> Sometimes we do references. Exactly. Here. That's only for like jokes with your family. Right? Yeah. Three people. And those are some of the best jokes yeah. you love and remember the yeah. most when nobody else gets it. And I would do shit like that in the costume. And so I, I was so into Tomato my biz. I didn't realize. <laughs> I just, a little reference there. <laughs> I didn't, I, it was funny. I told somebody, I said, I knew we were having fun, but I didn't know we were making memories. Yeah. Like I just knew we were having fun. I like just us. knew I was having a blast. I'm going to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't realize, I mean, look, you hear from people and you hear from fans that tell you, hey, I love what you do, but everybody loves their own. If you, if your fans don't love your mascot, you're really bad at being a mascot. Like yeah, you're, everyone's sure. mascot is the best in the world. But I, I knew people liked the character. I knew it was popular. I knew all those things. But when that announcement came out that morning, like, you want to talk about the Your proverbial phone, phone blew up. It melted. The phone literally once the, once it got out, 
2015, right? Yeah. Twitter was, yeah, you yep. probably got I was, yeah. hella tweets. So the thing, that, the thing that made it start going, like people were like, well, what the, what's going on? I started, I opened my Twitter account from my name. And people were like, uh-oh, what, what's going on? And it started this buzz. And then Channel 4 calls me. Then freaking Hicken and Prosser are calling me. And because thing, you start, you created your Twitter, your personal that morning, Twitter account that morning. That morning, I launched it. And but people are like, well, he's separating himself why is, from... Why is he starting a Twitter account? What's going on? And that started the buzz and all this thing. Then the announcement comes out. But the thing was, is the announcement got delayed like two or three hours because Lamping and the team changed the press release twice. Oh, my God. As the reaction was exploding online. Oh, my online. God. <laughs> they wow. reworded it. They reworded it when they saw the reaction of the, the, the fans and the people because people were pissed. They were yeah. probably, there you go, all right, let's edit this. Let's be a little bit more sentimental. Let's <laughs> yep. uh, thank him a little bit more. Yep. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. Let's prop him up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the they heart saw and the soul of the team for the past 20 years. <laughs> yep. They saw the city melting down. And the, when I tell you my phone like melted, like it was, it was crazy. Like the, the text, the tweets, the everything, you know, the, the vibrating. And it, it literally did the thing you hear people talk about where it just went. Yeah, yeah. And then. Yeah. Didn't stop at all. Fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. And the phone just shut off. Jeez. You know, like when it just, it's like, we're done. And the messages and all this stuff start coming in. And then the announcement comes out. And then the messages and the and the posts from people. And like, I'm literally reading this and I'm getting calls from media. And I can't, I literally told Hicken and Prosser, they were like, why aren't you calling us? And I was like, I can't even talk right now, guys. Like, mm -hmm. I want to leave, but I am blown away. Like, I am humbled beyond yeah. Yeah. belief at the response here. Because I literally am like... I was a, I'm a stuffed animal. I was yeah. just making jokes. Like, but it was, it was the most amazing experience. The, do you think the team being, I don't know whether you would be, you, so the team being bad for so long, does that make Jacksonville more beloved because he's a center of attention? Or do you think if the team was good, I could also see Jacksonville being also more popular because the team's so good. Like, what do you think? What do you think would have been better? Uh, it goes both ways. If the team, when the team was good, I got more national pub. Yes, and and the character got more national pub and more attention because we were on. Mm -hmm. But when the team was bad, yeah, All selfishly, was on you. selfishly, yeah. it was one of the things that I joked with people. I was like, look, nobody wants it more than me not to be the case that yeah. Jackson's the most popular thing. People are coming <laughs> to these games, but don't think for a second when it came time to negotiate during those last couple contracts that I was like, y'all got nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. You got scoreboards. I was like, big, you got scoreboards, big scoreboards, but, and that was one of the things why Lamping was relieved because when they came in, they knew the character was so beloved that even those talks that you got, I got a lot of those mm -hmm. from the new regime, I'm the, sure. uh, the talks after every, something blew up and got real big. They were like, we need to talk. And I'd have a meeting on Monday and they're like, what was your process here? <laughs> what was your process in that skit? I'm like, the process was, I knew it would be a funny joke. people, yeah. I knew my fans would laugh, so I'm going to do the joke. And they're like, well, who'd you run it by? And I said, nobody. Uh, and then those conversations would always end with, well, you know, we need to be a little more careful this and that. And I said, look, here's the deal. If you're looking for a guy who's going to do that, I'm not your guy. So you let me know when, I'm, when you want to move on to another thing. Like, no, no, that's not what we're saying. And I'm like, I know these fans. You just got here. Yeah. You're from out of town. Yeah. This is, this you is don't know worst. this city. Yeah. I had to explain to one of my bosses, and I could blow him up on here, but there's no reason to. Mm. I had to explain to one of my bosses multiple different times why something was funny. Mm. 
And that got so tiresome. Yeah. Where I was like, I got to tell you why something's funny. He actually asked me one time how I was going to get the crowd to do this new cheer that I was doing. I'm like, what do you mean how? I swear to God, this is in his office. What do you mean how? He's like, tell me how you're gonna how are you gonna get the crowd to say this? I'm like, well, I got signs and I yeah, just hold them up. <laughs> I got signs. I hold up a sign this. and they, yeah. He goes, yeah, but what if they don't say it? And I'm like, have you been to a game? <laughs> you you've been to the games? You understand what this relationship I have, what this character has with the fans? Like when he goes out there, what he tells them to do, they do. Yeah. And he goes, no, 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 I don't understand. How are you gonna do this? And I'm like. You want me to show you? He goes, yes. I had to get up in his office, and I was like, okay. Um, so I'm going to go out on the 20-yard line, and I'm going to have a sign that says this. I'm going to put it on the ground. And then I'm going to take the next word in the sentence, and I'm going to put it over here. And then I'm going to go back behind the signs, and I'm going to go like this to get the crowd to yell. And then I'm going to step on the first sign, and they're going to say that. And then I'm going to step on the second side, and they're going to say that. Is this the Tatas? We love Tatas. Or One save, of those, save yeah. the Tatas. Yeah, save the Tatas. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. And he goes, well, how do you know they're going to do it? And I'm like, just come out during that timeout and watch. Like, can you just trust me? Just come out. And he came out during that timeout and watched, and the whole crowd said every single word. And I knew where he was standing. And I just turned. <laughs> I did that a couple times wow. into the P at the booth where I knew the the controls yeah, yeah, were happening. Yeah. And I great. would look up at the booth and I'd go. That's funny. <laughs> but those were some of the things besides the physical side and other stuff that were leading me away from it. Yeah, that I was yeah. like, you're making this not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, you're making this. That sucks. The vibe in the stadium became too artificial and not organic like it had been. And that's what really started bothering me. And they were trying to force things like the fucking bell. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you there. They actually, I don't know if you know this, they did the bell. They didn't do it at, after the third quarter. They did it before the game. Yeah. So, I, they're trying to move it. They know it's in, they, they finally have given in knowing it was very bad yeah, idea. They would ring that bell third quarter. We'd always be down because Jags, but now they do it before the game. And when we heard, I was like, oh, that's new. I like that. <laughs> before the game, I'm not pissed. Can I say, I, I need to say this. To save face for the bell when it got offered, I was into it. I was like, okay, we can have some fun with this. Explain real quick just because we have fans. So there's this giant bell, this massive bell that looks like the Liberty Bell. It's as big as this freaking table. And we get it from September 11th or some, it's this, it's a bell that was rang somewhere, whatever. They get this thing and we're going to ring this bell. It's going to be a military tribute to start the fourth quarter to hype the crowd because every team tries to do a, a crowd hype thing in the fourth And they fourth play quarter. American Soldier after, after it's That ring. was not the song we picked. <laughs> and that's where my point is. Oh, <laughs> That is not what we picked. So they said, the game said, this bell, how can we make it work? So me and the other guys, we get together and we're like, we can make this work. So we had For Whom the Bell Tolls oh. was the original song. And that song... Like, and we had the, the drums Rock in it. Rock and roll. Oh, yeah, yeah, like heavy. And what we had as the video was fighter jets, fucking tanks, yeah. badass shit, yeah. guys running in, and for whom the bell tolls playing. You know, that, we played that for first few games. A couple people in the uh, decision-making <laughs> side didn't like it. And they, one person wanted that stupid Toby Keith song. One person. Yeah. Damn. American soldier. American, American soldier. soldier. I'm an American. I've counted up the sacrifice. I'm like, this is what's going to hype people up? This put me asleep. 
Yeah. And that's when they do the no, montage feel, with the. Makes you feel sad. Yeah. It makes you feel sad going into the yes, fourth quarter. Yes. It made you go. It made you go. What are we doing here? This is trivial. People are dying. Yeah. It wasn't like a hype thing. It wasn't. You know. Anyway. Sorry. Digress. That's all right. That was. We'll take, a, we'll take all that information. That was a sore one. My favorite moment of your career was when you caught the Josh Scobie's oh. kick to beat the Colts. 50-yard. That was awesome. 59-yard field goal. Game winner. Walk off. Beat Peyton Manning, who's pretty much unbeatable versus the Jags. That was epic. That was, was there, incredible. Was there with my dad. That you, was. You ran. You caught it and then ran out into the field. Funny Good story. catch. Oh, my God. Funny story <laughs> with that one. Funny story with that one. Um, yeah, that was one of those things at the end of games, you know, um, again, we talked about I was already exhausted by the end of the game, but the adrenaline of the possible win yeah. was what drove me. Mm-hmm. And so it would suck during sometimes where it was like all of a sudden a big play would happen and I'd have to sprint from one end zone to the other to get there because I wanted to be on camera, whatever. So this this kick is about to happen. I'm seeing us go. I'm getting the set. The north end zone was where I always hung out because that's where the heartbeat of the stadium is. The north end zone is drives the energy of the entire stadium. So I'd always stay there because that's who I, I wanted to get into the game. But anyway, Kicks happening, south end zone, and I'm like, shit. So I sprint down there. I get into place, and I'm sitting there under the goalpost, which I did all the time because I was always trying to catch the stuff and also get on camera. And Antoine Bethea, yeah, number 41, that one. comes walking because it's a tie game at the time, yeah. right? So we're either going to go to overtime or we're winning this thing. And it was a long kick, so you need one of those safety, safety guys back there. To yep. So he's thinking, hey, I'm going to catch this and win yeah. the game just on this return. So Bethea comes walking back there. And again, like I told you guys, I talk shit all the time yeah. to the players on the field. <laughs> so he comes up, it's timeout, and I'm I'm bouncing like I would do. I'm bouncing like this, getting the crowd, and he comes walking by like this, and I'm like, What are you doing here? And he's like, I'm about to catch this shit. <laughs> and I was like, the fuck you are. Oh, jeez. I was like, I'm catching this once it goes through. You know, and he's like, mm-hmm, He's sure. yelling at a mask. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, so yeah, I'm whatever. catching this shit. <laughs> So I was like, so I'm standing behind him. He's standing, he's four yards, five yards in front of me here. And I'm like, get the fuck out of my way. I'm catching this shit. Anyway, the kick happens. I see it. As soon as that kick goes up, I'm watching it the whole way. And I see it. And I'm like, I knew before anybody else did because I could, I watched so You'd many watch kicks. watched so many kicks. Watched yeah. so many kicks. And I could tell based off where I stood yeah. behind the white line, three yards back, if I can see the ball and the ball stays above that bar, I know it's coming. Like, and I saw where it was and I'm like, holy shit, this is coming. And then I see it coming where I was like, holy shit, this is going to land in my freaking lap. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Boom. I catch that thing, suck it in, grab it like this. And if you watch that video right now, the head looks straight, but I can, you know, I could look where I was. I hold the ball up and I ran by and I'll go, you looking for this <laughs> to Bethea. And you see him just duck his head and walk off the field and i was like you looking for this <laughs> and i go sprinting out to find scoby but his dumb ass ran all over the damn field and i couldn't catch him he did yeah that was a good one i love that one That's that awesome. was that was one of the best ever yeah. i shouldn't have given that back to him i could have charged <laughs> right? him so much money for that <laughs> that could have been your ball that could have been such a big memorabilia Hell yeah shit i should have charged him for it but i gave it to him my stuff didn't his gut right there he deserved it but good catch i also got the um the Mike Thomas Hail Mary against the Saints. Really? Oh, you got shit. that one? I had that ball. I gave it back to him, too. Did he? Yeah. What, what did he do after he caught that? He caught he, that. I'm right there in the end zone. He catches it, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm about to dogpile him. And he, threw and he it throws up. it in yeah, the air. I and I that. leave the dog pile, and I went and grabbed the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it to him. I was, I was a good guy. Yeah. I should have kept that shit. <laughs> should have kept everything. You had so should've much. Should have kept that stuff, man. Those so two much things. Jesus. 
Those two would have been those have been big dollar items. Hell yeah. Not too many great highlights. Yeah, those were the highlights of my like you know upbringing. <laughs> those aside are the from two, yeah, two. aside from 2017, <laughs> that was what I hang my hat on. Yeah, 2017 was the year that I I first got season tickets as a Jags fan, and you were we, the reason. And we went to the damn AFC Championship yep. game, so I was like, it was crazy for me. That was a lot of lot of uh, reminder of me of the heartbreak of '96 when we lost to the the Patriots again. Yeah, Patriots. Oh, 96. Eh, 96 didn't hurt as bad as 99. 99, I cried. Lost to the Titans. Lost to the Titans, yeah. Only three losses on the year. AFC Championship. I sat on the 20-yard line right as the game ended in tears. Watched. I watched that whole ceremony, watched them accept that trophy. It was, it was brutal. You sat, it, you sat where? 20, I, I, the game ended, and it was over. In your mascot gear? In the costume, yeah. It was over well before the final whistle, mm-hmm. and we knew you know, we were losing. But I was, instead of going in the locker room, because a lot of people had left, and people were like, I'm not watching this. I was like, nah. I was like, one, we're going to be back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> that's what I said. That's what we said in 2017. Dumbass. We said, we'll be back. I thought we were going to be what back. What else are you going to say after that? Right. And I was like, I'm going to sit here and watch this because I want to see... I want to remember this pain yeah. when I have the jubilation of winning. And so I sat, I, the game ended. I just literally collapsed on the 20 yard line, sat there in tears because we only had one week between the championships and the Super Bowl then. There was no, there's no break then. Interesting. So this is crazy shit. We had no break, no week off between the Super Bowl that year in Atlanta. My roommate at the time was the, the head of ticketing. He had in his office 17,000 Super Bowl tickets. In a box. 17,000 Super Bowl tickets in a box. They had been put in his office because the NFL assumed we were winning. Assumed we would win the game. We had all been handed binders. Three ring binders of our entire itinerary for the week of Super Bowl in Atlanta. Damn. We knew everything where we were staying. We knew where we were going. We knew all this stuff. It was there because they had to do that. It wasn't Mm -hmm. jinxing it. It wasn't, you know, any of that. But they had to do it because they had no week to plan. We had all that stuff. The game ended. One of the Besides watching them celebrate on our field, the NFL official walks into my buddy's office Damn. as he's sitting with a beer and we're sulking. Let me take these. The guy goes, hey, guys, uh, I, I got to take these. Oh, oh fuck. And he grabs the box of 17,000 season or, um, uh, NFL, Super Bowl tickets and walks out. It was the most awkward, like, there's nothing to say. I don't know what to say to you right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I got to go take these to the Titans. Fuck. <laughs> you know what would have been amazing? If we beat the Patriots in 2017 and they did that to them, that would have been oh, fucking amazing. Dude, God. That, that moment, seeing that, oh, man, that was, that was brutal. So those out there who don't understand why old-timers hate the Titans, yeah, it's that 99 season. That was, that was brutal. As a sports fan, there's nothing. That was, mm, that was a tough one. Gotta love sports. Yep. Well, like Andy said, we know the Miles Jack was wasn't down. So. Oh, that's such crap. Because I was six when the '99 shit happened. <laughs> and my first game was when I was eight. The Miles Jack stuff was the biggest bullshit ever. Was that was the height of of how rigged the NFL is at times. Well, NFL refs do this to themselves constantly. They'll blow a play dead instead of just letting it play out and then review it on camera. You have the benefit of the camera, the replay. Let it play out, and then just look at the camera afterward if you're unsure. 
Yeah. Like why, are you, why are you calling things dead if you if you like? It's it's such a. I don't. It's not like the NBA. I don't think NFL refs are on the take like some NF, NBA refs have been over the years. And one guy got busted mm. for you know whatever. What's his yeah, name? I, I can't forget that guy's name. name. But anyway, yeah. NBA refs. You know they can affect the game very easily by calling a couple quick fouls on a star player in the first quarter very easily. Yep. Um, but the NFL, it's 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 so much more. Uh, it's so much more subliminal than that and less direct because the refs get graded every week. They get graded every week on their job. So, so for those out there who are thinking I'm trashing refs, no, refs are trying their hardest to do their best because they get graded every week. And how you get graded is how you get determined to do playoff games. And if you do playoff games, you get more money. Yeah, for sure. So you want to be a good ref. You want to get your calls right. I like right. that. You get graded. You want to have a 95% or higher grade wow. or you're not going to get a playoff game. The problem is that's every, a good system, actually. I like that system. It is, and it rewards the people who are good. The problem is the way the NFL influences it is by those meetings they have with the refs and the ref groups and the teams every week where they tell them, hey, you're going up, this is the team you're playing against. This team's known for hitting the quarterback uh, late. Oh, this shit. team's known for helmet to helmet. This team's no this player's known for this. This team's known for a lot of false starts. So they get it in there that yeah, it's I mean, like this team's known for this mm -hmm. watch for this why look they, for why this would they, that's that's awful you know and it's it's one of those things where and they talk about hey this this quarterback here you know a lot of guys are hitting him late i was about to say i i kind of hope that they say hey this trevor lawrence here <laughs> we got to protect, protect him, him. <laughs> <laughs> let's throw those flags He's our future star hey i'm telling you it's one of the reasons why i said when we got trevor why I said I have hope because this league runs off of marquee players. Yeah. And Trevor in the quarterback position is a marquee position. And when you have one of the guys, guess what? You're going to get the calls. Yeah. I'm hoping that, that happens, but like, I also know that the league hates our city. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the uh, There have been a lot of like NFL on Instagram, Twitter. Like they're, they are, they are wearing Trevor Lawrence like goggles. Like they, he can do no wrong. Like, so much that the comments will just, every time they post something positive about him, they'll say, but he was sacked the next play. But w what about the next play? Like, fans are so sick of how positive the NFL is talking about Trevor. Yeah. I can already see just how how much they're hyping him up and how much it's going to annoy annoy fans. Oh, yeah. I will say it was it was really bad irony, his first play. Oh, yeah. In the NFL. <laughs> I, but it was, yeah. When I saw it, I was like, here we fucking go. I was like, Really? Come on. Like, why? like I, that's one of those things where, play. and everybody understands, you know, that the first play, they know he got sacked in a fumble and he recovered his own fumble. Great. It's in the vlog. But it's like, really? Like, I'm sitting there going, you know for sure right now that none of those coaches have been Jaguar fans and understand our pain. Exactly. Right. They don't because know that, this, that, that we expected this. If they did know that, they would have done three handoffs <laughs> for the first three plays. <laughs> or a screen pass. Do not... Or, or a quick out. Anything. Anything else. Anything but a long hold, yeah, the, yeah. hold the ball and try and throw deep. What are you doing? Just hand the ball off. Just hand it off to him. It doesn't matter. We but can't then you start his career off with a sack. Hey, but shit. <laughs> After that, he looked pretty fine to me. So He looked good. He looked good. He looked good. It, I'm, I'm with Andy, though. I think there's a little bit of like the goggles are on with a lot of people. It's like put his performance with any other Jag quarterback we've had over the years. And people would be like, he got sacked on his first play. 
He got sacked on another play. The one pass that people are are hailing as, oh, look at this great pass. He had all day. Yeah. I mean, he's standing back there eating lunch. Yeah. And then throws it over top of receiver of a defender not looking, mm-hmm. yeah. but didn't throw it in stride. Threw it where the receiver had to jump and catch it and fall down. So I'm like, that wasn't exactly a dime. I think there there are a lot of people that are that are definitely look like Trevor could do no wrong. Like and and I am reserved. I, I think he'll be great, but I'm not gonna look at his first preseason game and say, Oh my god, this can't man, judge shit. That was yeah, amazing. You can't judge shit from the Nothing. time he was on the, on the field. He was barely out there. Preseason is is a waste of time. Last year proved yes. the NFL is full of shit with preseason. Bro, Gardner Minshew went out there and and com- didn't miss. He missed like three passes on the right. Colts. Last year proved we had no, no preseason. preseason game. No preseason, and the whole NFL still survived. Let's yeah. do. I say do two because you know maybe you have to decide on your just knock backups, the rust off. backups. Yeah, just two, but two or one, but three is one. One, one, yeah. one, one. It's going to go to two. I think they add I another think game, but adding keep taking them away. I don't I, see. I'm not a big fan of them adding games, but they want that money. I know they're not going to give I the know. game up. You saw this year they didn't give up preseason without getting real money afterwards. Yeah, yeah. no, they're going to do that. But, but not, preseason it, is like you said, just a complete waste it's of time. Such a waste. They don't game plan. They don't do any of that. Right. They the ja- the Jaguars are like, well, we didn't want to show anything. Like the, they did a standard ass offense. Yeah, showed nothing on defense. You can't judge anything off of preseason I mean, because I, they don't they don't they don't game plan at all. Not once during practice during the week of a preseason game do they game plan for a defense. They glance at the defense, but they call plays in preseason simply just to run the play to have it on tape. Yeah. To make sure the guys ran the motion right. And ran their routes right. And they they know, don't even care what the result is. And they know who's going to be on the roster. Like Pretty you're much. cutting like Pretty thirty much. plus people. You know who those guys are going to be. They're going to yeah. be cut. So you're maybe like watching what a handful of players. Have you guys done game? this yet? Have you guys done this yet? Where you took the ninety man roster and, and picked your fifty three? I, <laughs> bet, I bet you'll. I bet <laughs> you'll. Not. I bet you'll. If you if you took some time and thought about it, you would maybe have a handful of guys French you might miss players. on. Yeah, you'd hit on forty of the guys. You would know there. There would be that's Tebow. A, Tebow would be hard just because you know the the insider. Who knows what's going to happen there? Yeah, practice he squad. Didn't, he didn't look good. So. I I only see I only see the play they keep showing of the block. Yeah, which by the way, and the and the one where he was wide open with Tavon Austin. I think that was. I, th- I still it. think that was uh, that was planned. was planned. I think that was planned. I I will say on the block play, everybody's killing him on it. His guy, he did what he's supposed the to. The initial do. block was good. He stopped stink. the guy. He stopped the guy from coming back into the play. Yeah, even though that guy was probably like third string and didn't know his assignment, but the it job was, was done. It was pretty Tebow. embarrassing that the Cleveland <laughs> didn't play any starters, and they and we still didn't awful. score. Yeah. We still didn't score, bro. Like whoever Cleveland started quarterback, <laughs> no idea. Never heard of him, and he absolutely we tore it. We up. didn't even score. <laughs> hey, question here: this, It's going to be different this year. This this uh, is something that I haven't heard anyone else say. Is there any merit, do you think, to the Jaguars running their offense? Out there, first string, who you pretty much know, they pretty much know they they're making the team. Mm-hmm. The Browns were rolling out second string mm-hmm. defense, who are trying really hard to make the team. Oh yeah, is there any merit to saying that maybe they're playing a little bit harder than in a preseason game? Then, hundred percent, hundred percent. People don't don't get that. Every time you watch a preseason game, when you look out at the field, at twenty two guys on the field, I would say more than half are going through the motions. I would say there's maybe half 
that are really trying hard. The others are trying to get a good sweat. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get some good work. They're trying to run some clean routes, but they're trying not to to dive for things. Injured. They're not yeah, trying yeah. to really lay out. They're not trying to really push past a certain thing, you know, a certain level. You can't judge anything off of preseason because the guys who know they're making the roster. They're not yeah, they're not trying as hard as the other guys that aren't. Hell no. So I think there they was have nothing to gain for it. There was something that the the Browns playing, you know, the people that might not know they're on the roster. I think they're going to try harder than the Jaguars players that were on the first string uh, who knew they were on the they were going to make the roster. Shaquille you, Griffin though did have a hit on a guy that looked pretty Well, Shaquille has <laughs> got one speed. Yeah. Shaquille got one speed. You do you do get some guys who you realize that they're not going to play at 100% during preseason, but there are some guys where you're like, okay, and they get told, they get told by the other guys in practice like, chill. Chill, man. Like you got to you got a brother-in-law. They call it in practice. They call it brother-in-law on each other, where the offensive lineman and defensive lineman, where they basically go, "All right, let's make this look good for the coaches." You know, we 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 hand fight, whatever, but we ain't trying to we ain't trying to kill each other out here. Yeah, that's true. Urban seems like he's brought a different energy to that, so we'll see. But I don't know. I I, I hate preseason. I, do I think too. it's a waste of time. And then, but it fills up radio all week. Last year proved it was a waste of time. We don't need it. I, I just saw no difference. No, do do some inter squad weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. do an inter squad practice that ends with a scrimmage in the stadium you where need. your fans get to come in and sell your freaking beers, sell your shit. Twelve dollars. Yeah, let that happen, but don't freaking doll, doll it up like it's some real freaking thing. You know, do multiple practices with with other squads and yeah. Move on. Been hating on preseason for years now. It's the worst. I hated preseason. No energy in the building. That's why I asked you guys about the energy because I'm like, I hated going out there. There was not much. I couldn't get people to cheer for first and third downs or Oh, or no. They said, they said, lock down the bank. It was dead silent. It was the second down, too. They'd be saying lock down the bank on the wrong down sometimes. I think they're still ironing out some kinks. <laughs> hey, the game ops department needs a preseason. They need preseason. They need, that's the only people who need the preseason <laughs> is game ops. That's it, Because you guys know with all the stuff you got here, imagine yeah. the control room at the stadium. Yeah, I yeah. can't imagine. They There's need practice lot. running that thing. Yeah, There's a lot for that. All right, well, we held you twice. Two hours. Um, Jesus. I know. I wasn't <laughs> expecting all that, but I, I loved it. Um, anything you want, any hot takes, or I'm going to let you plug your, if you got any, yeah, any way you want people I, to hit, I, uh, hit I'm you pretty up. proud of the fact that I moved on from the mascot to TV, uh, and then from TV, I've, I've moved into, I'm a brand rep for Shark Coatings yes. and Rhino Shield. I hear that every day when I listen to the radio. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I brought them to 1010. Um, shark coatings is a uh, concrete coating for any of your concrete needs, garages, driveways, patios, pool decks, any of that stuff. And they're Rhino just Shield. in ja- Jacksonville, right? Mm-hmm. Cause we got listeners from all over, but we do have a lot, a big percentage in Jacks. All North Florida area. We go all the way over to Ocala and okay. everything. Um, and then Rhino Shield is the, the absolute best paint you can put on the outside of your house. Um, and I knew, I met these guys, Jay and Rick Mariano. I met them, uh, through the TV gig and have known them for years. Um, and like I said, I, I, I would never had any plans to move out of Jacksonville. This is my home. Once I got here, like I thought I was coming here back in 96 to move on to the NBA because mascots in the NBA are, are featured. They're a featured entity and they are given more stage time. Mm. So I thought I was going to be an NBA mascot. I had multiple offers to go to the NBA and I, I stayed here. Is it really? Yeah. What teams? Orlando Magic. So you were going to be... Was I was going to be Stuff. Stuff. Stuff? Is yep. this, is that's his name? Stuff. I don't know where I got that from. Stuff? That don't even sound familiar. 
stuff. Stuff the Orlando. Stuff the, the Magic Dragon guy. The yeah, I know the Green Dragon guy. Green stuff dragon. the Magic stuff. Dragon. Stuff. So I was gonna go down there and do that. I also he's a fun one. Yeah, I also um uh I think it was the the Oklahoma City Thunder when they were coming from. I was gonna try out for that. This is ugly. Um, Isn't it? A but animal? I love Jacksonville, yeah. man. Uh, yeah. I love I love Jacksonville, and so this has become my home. And so from Jackson to the TV gig, even after the TV gig. Um, everybody at, at First Coast News was like, oh, you're going to go on to another market? I said, no. no. I'm not yeah. trying to go to another market. Mm-hmm. And that's what that industry is about, is getting you it to is. go to another one. Especially here in Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to another market. So I always knew I was going to be a brand rep or do something here in town. But then, of course, I had the kids. And, um, man, there's nothing better. Like that's I, what I hear. Dude, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. Everything I've done in my life, I've traveled the world as a stuffed animal. I've performed <laughs> in multiple countries around the world. I've I've jumped off of Wembley Stadium. I've jumped off the the Jag Stadium, um, repelled out of other arenas. Like there's nothing better than being a part of of raising a child. It is the coolest freaking thing I've ever been a part of. Wow. And I've done some cool shit. And and my kids. That's why people are like, oh, you go to the games. I'm like, nah. I'm like my time with my kids. Like, that's everything to me. You what know? about when they're older and they can go with you? Once he, once Dax is, Dax is my oldest, um, and uh, Emery K is, is my nine-month-old, but when he's three years old, when he starts getting into it, you Probably know, when six, he starts... seven. Yeah, then I'll, 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 I'll be like, if, if he wants to go and he wants to be a part of it, then I'll, I'll do it. But right now... Are you raising him as a Jax fan and everything? All of course. That? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, he Does he have a Jacksonville like room? This is he doesn't have a Jacksonville room. I'm not into that stuff. I'm not into like I really? I don't have much Jag gear. Like I was I'm I'm similar to the players in that if it's free, it's for me and I'll take three. Okay. <laughs> I didn't buy a lot of Jag gear. This if I free. got it free, right, exactly. Um but no, he he his first ever Jag jersey he ever wore was the jersey from the original Jackson doll I had made as a uh, 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 a, a sample for the wow. For the Jackson so, as a, like a little kid, little it's a baby? tiny little. It's baby. a. It's a. It was a, a 19 inch or 15 inch stuffed animal, mm. and the tiny jersey fit on him as a baby. <laughs> I got that picture. You can see my Instagram. That's you can perfect. see him in the picture in the shorts. Is from the original Jackson doll that I had designed for the character. That was pretty for After me. After you changed it from being orange, <clears throat> right? <laughs> but for me, that was like really cool moment. Like I made this sample it wasn't even a real one that got sold it was a sample and that jersey is what he wore like that kind of thing for me was like that's pretty cool yeah it's cool that's, that's pretty awesome. cool but we well, appreciate you coming on the show yes. your your energy and passion for your craft it's inspiring and it reminds me a little bit about of uh, me so be just hitting sorry but uh <laughs> easy on the eyes your your story so easy your stories are amazing uh thanks andy for bringing him on this ain't my contact y'all this is this is drew it's all drew so, thank you for coming on the show, man. It's it's awesome to have you. I, Thanks for the beer. And the yeah, beers. man. Yeah, Feel free to take beers. takes take whatever you want. It's in the fridge. Obviously, you bought it. And mm-hmm. no, you guys keep it. Andy, Andy okay. and I, Andy, Andy <laughs> and I, we, we worked together for a little bit there at First Coast News, and uh, um, I've watched you uh, with your videos of watching Jag games. I always thought those were funny. Appreciate I'm a Jag it. fan <laughs> of what they go through because they were pretty accurate. Yeah, more of what this we season. all go through. Hopefully, uh, they're positive. Um, but I will say this: I've said this before and stuff. I was like, I I love this team. I love that character. Um, I love sports and professional sports in general because we all think that sports brings us together, you know, uh, 
for different reasons, but the cool thing about the Jags and especially this team is it's always and why I say when they win, this city lights on fire. Because it just does. Like you remember two thousand seventeen. Like it's this crazy. city became a different place. Mm-hmm. You know? But like we think we think sports brings us together to cheer for that team. But sports actually brings us all together as humans to realize that we're that not so different. We're not so different. Yeah. There are things that we can all agree on that we can all like get behind and cheer on and all not take so seriously. And it's like, hey, this is our chance to to be a part of something like that. So it brings us together to support each other. Yeah. That's and that's why, what Bolt City Brigade and <laughs> you guys. That's why I let and, loose and, and interview everybody at the tailgates. Yeah. And put everybody on there because right. we all family there. That's what it's all about because at those tailgates, so oh, yeah. from We're every the, different yeah. range of life. And if you didn't ask them other questions about their life, you wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. You only cared that they were there because we want the Jags to win. It's crazy and how that works. And at the tailgate this past weekend, everyone's just hugging each other. Right. Like, I missed this. It's yeah. been like over it's, a year since that's we the whole, Fuck people. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hugging you. It's yeah. the whole point of sports, man. Like, this whole world we live in, this life we, we, we head down the road on all these struggles we go with, sports brings us together to realize yeah. that, you know. Sports... I always say sports runs the world and drives economy. There you go. It's oh, great. it definitely does. It does. I appreciate it, guys. The uh, the beer's hitting. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, cheers. To Jackson Deville, baby. <laughs> there you go. He lives forever. All right. So in that interview, in in our convo, we talked Tebow. Had to, and he did. He was released today. He was released today. I can't believe Urban did it. Like I, I'm actually surprised that he. He did. There's so many different layers with this. There's there's so many opinions. What's your what's your take? Um, how, how, how I, I, rem- your- I remember uh, back when we were at the NFL draft and you showing we, me yeah. the, the news of him getting signed. We were in our hotel room <laughs> that smelled like musky musty musky cum. Yeah, and, and shit, uh, and shit, literal shit. Um, and I said, I can't wait for you to come out the bathroom. I got some news for you. Ian Rappaport tweeted that. Tim Tebow worked out with Jags trainers and he looked, he looked good. Yeah. He, like he looked good. He looked, he looked, he didn't look like he didn't belong, but then they played the preseason game and you know, he didn't do it. He didn't do a lot. Yeah. At training camp, he, he looked strong. He looked, his routes looked slow, but um, as I was going to training camp and seeing practices and shit, I, and having these conversations about Tebow, I assumed that he would be used in minimal roles at least um, just because of his size and his age and lack of experience in that position. But as we got closer to the preseason game and he played and then those – you think those viral clips of him blocking had anything to do with it? Um, I don't know if Urban's watching. Uh, actually, Urban is pretty. He's he's on social media, so maybe he did see those. But no, they. I don't think. No, I don't think they had anything <laughs> to do with it. Um, what I'm upset as you said that they're going to use him maybe in in different roles. I was ex- I was expecting him not to like need to do be a great tight end because they were going to use him in different packages. You know, maybe H back, uh, full back, um, come in and take a direct snap. Maybe like just. Mix it up with them. I mean, they they actually really thought he they were going to use him as like a maybe a backup or third string tight end. Um, I was I was expecting more of a Taysom Hill role, but mm-hmm. I guess but I yeah. guess he wasn't cut out for. It. They didn't. I guess I, we didn't even see it. We didn't see it in practice. We didn't take him any him taking snaps or do anything cool in practice or yeah. Um, it was preseason. It was very minimal. 
and even in like he was just another player like to go and do his route, catch the ball and line back up. He didn't take any media the entire training camp. He was just, you know, out there to fulfill a roster spot, I guess, and not sure why he was brought in and then released so quickly, but I guess it was oh. just to give him a chance and it didn't pan out and Urban saw it. Balky saw it and they were like first round of roster cuts are due and Debo's in it. So uh, but what what made me cringe was like the grown ass men out here that are like told you so, like it was some sort of bold take that you're predicting that <laughs> Tim Tebow wouldn't make a roster on an NFL team at 34 as a tight end. That made me cringe a little bit. It, what what made me cringe were takes on the opposite end saying that they're done watching the Jags, <laughs> uh, or saying that they only cut him because of his religion. We're oh, doing shit. that all over again. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know. We had a lot of opinions about what Tebow could have been used for on the team, and, you know, none of them came true. But Here's what Urban had to say. How tough was the Tebow cut today? Oh, it's tough. We cut five players. You know, we uh, two receivers that I think have a future in the NFL. Daniel Ross has played a lot of football, and uh, a player from JT Daniel from Georgia. So it was tough. But, you know, we knew that was an uphill battle for Tim and, and – uh, Players loved him, locker room loved him, but uh, it was the right thing. What more would you like to see from Trevor to kind of get them those starters reps every single day? Uh, just probably consistency is the word that you're looking for right now. You can't, you know, he has a really bunch of good plays, just can't have a bad play, that position. Is this the end of the road for Tim, NFL, professional football? I would guess it is. You know, we didn't get that deep with it. Obviously, he's his own man. Elite, elite warrior, elite competitor, uh, but he's also 34 years old. How did you think he took it? Great, great. We talked last night and we talked again this morning, um, as I did with the other guys. What do you think was the most difficult that he had? Was it the route running or the pass? No, it's special teams. You know, you're, this whole roster management is really critical as we journey here into the next two weeks. You know. Offensive players that, you know, two of the special teams phases are tackling. And you never tackle. That's what I found myself and I still find myself, all of us. You know, every every off day we'll have a two to three hour meeting about roster management. And it comes down because we expect to be very good in special teams. Yeah, that's interesting. If he was expected to play special teams, which Taysom Hill does, you need to be able to tackle. So I can see someone that's never play defense or special teams in his life. I mean, tackling, you got to like, he's probably hasn't tackled since Pop Warner. Yeah. But alas, he's gone and he will not be a topic of conversation anymore. And we can, Ta- we can focus on Trevor. <laughs> I can't wait to see him though. He'll be back on, he'll be back soon on SC. He, he's probably, he's going to make more money getting cut. He's going to oh, join yeah. ESPN, SEC, SEC's growing mm. more money there. SEC Network. That's is that ESPN? SEC, SEC Network. Network. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Trevor, we just had our first week of NFL games. Season is back. We went to our first preseason game. We went to our first game in general since 2019. Did you go to any 2019 games other than Titans? I went to a 2020 game. Oh shit! So well, one game. Shit. My first game since 2019 in person. Um, little review. Of the tailgate. So, Jags fans, if, if you've seen the vlogs, you know, we circle up 
And at first, there weren't too many people running or uh, putting their hand out to high five and shit. And I guess obviously because of COVID, but it was it was making me feel a little weird because I was going out there with the intentions that everything was going to be back to normal. Everyone's going to be hyped up, amped up because like obviously the energy is different for the Jags this season, but energy was a little low at the tailgate at first. And then as the beer started kicking in, my energy got shot up and um, I took some things out of the vlog because I was a little uh, embarrassed of them. <laughs> I did a separate edit for Facebook and a separate edit for YouTube because my mom watches the vlogs. Like you were upset about the, the Bill Stillgate vlog being live. I said some shit like uh, I yelled, I'm so fucking horny when I walked into the stadium. And then I asked the people sitting down, are you guys fucking horny? Why, why do you do that? I'm out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm walking into a stadium Drunk as shit. I've got no regard for any couth. I just do what, any what? Couth. What is that? It's just it's being presentable. Like couth, couth. having couth. It's like being presentable. Never heard couth. Well, couth. <laughs> That's not ebonics. And that how do you say couth in ebonics? At right, boy. That's all I got for you, boy. But I don't know how to act right when I'm fucking hammered at a football when game. When you said is anyone like I was that kind of sobered me up. Yeah. <laughs> you screamed is I'm so fucking horny. Anyone else horny? I was like, oh God, he's going to get kicked out. But they don't kick me out for that shit. It's not like I was verbally assaulting anybody. I just said, I'm horny. I'm so fucking horny. Fucking is that's I'm that's so fucking one. horny. <laughs> and I walked to my seat and the row next to me, I'm like, you guys horny. Ugh. But what saved me was there were two Two guys that had walked past us through the tunnel going in the stadium who shouted Dunn and Drew, baby, as we were walking in. Well, they're not just guys. Okay, listeners, fans, whatever. One of them is Charlie in the Discord. You didn't see him? Yeah, I saw him in the Discord, oh. but I didn't want to say his name and not the other guy. I felt a little oh, well, disrespectful. If the other guy ain't in the Discord, <laughs> fuck him. But yeah, shout out Charlie. Um, so like after I asked the crowd if they were horny, those two guys heard me and they were like, yeah, I'm fucking horny. And they were saying it back to me, so... You know, when I get a little rebuttal from people, it makes me feel a little bit better about the nonsense that I spew out of my mouth. Um, but Trevor was only out there for two drives. We left very early because we had zero points at halftime. Uh, Lambeau missed a 47-yard field goal wide left, and it was a very underwhelming first game back in the Jags stadium. Felt very reminiscent of all the other years that I've gone to Jags games, and we sucked, and I left. Tired, drunk, and hungry. And um, I was I was one more. <laughs> Tired, drunk, hungry, and horny. And horny. Um, but just like after seeing all the other games that went on, you know, Mac Jones looking good, Justin Fields looking good, Drew Locke looking good. Drew Locke looked scary good. Like I wonder and I'm sick I wish there weren't preseason games like we talked with Curtis about. I wish there were more preseason games because it just causes for overreactions every year. Yep. And so here we are going to like, I'm going to, I'm going to say, wow, the Colts quarterbacks freaking tried to outduel each other. They both looked amazing. Uh, Justin Fields looked okay. I mean, he hit a wide open guy guys. Let's calm down a little bit. <laughs> um, and he was rushing. He was rushing. Uh, yeah. He, because he's fast. Like, yeah, yeah he's, he's fast. He's doing his yeah. thing. He's doing his thing. Um, but you got to throw the ball. Uh, Mac Jones, uh, that one actually is legit. I think he did look pretty good, and I think it's there's you know, 
Trey Lance, I mean, 5 of 14. He was sacked a few times. I didn't see his performance. He hit an 80-yard touchdown or whatever around that number. That was impressive. That's something that he, I think, has that Jimmy Garoppolo won't have as often. So I think there's your ceiling if you go with him. But, you know, the floor is he's going to maybe, I mean, he's raw. He's going to make mistakes. So which which quarterback is needed this year for this 49ers team? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. I'm not making that decision. <laughs> um, our quarterback, Trevor, you know, he's, the game starts out. First snap of his career, he gets sacked. And, you know, as a Jags fan, used to it. I saw it happen. I'm like, I I can't I honestly can't believe this. Like we have new everything. Everything's new. And this just looks so oddly familiar. But um your reaction after it, because I got I was recording the video board and then your reaction after it looked exactly like when we took ETN in the draft in the second round. Mm. <laughs> or the first round, whatever it was. Um but yeah, like you said, Sam Ellinger looks. But I still think Trevor's, oh. Trevor's going to be great. Sorry, <laughs> Trevor's going to be great. But so I'm not overreacting preseason. I'm sick of preseason. You won't hear any takes from me next next week either. Yeah, fuck the preseason. <laughs> we got Saints and Cowboys. Who knows what it's going to look like out there? Fuck that. Although if Trevor if Trevor lights it up, <laughs> that's, that's when a, we care. <laughs> that's a different story. But like, but like you said, we had he had two drives and he was gone. Minshew came out right after that. Um, but yeah, Sam Ellinger looked great with the Colts. He led a comeback, and a game-winning field goal happened in that game. So maybe Colts fans, you guys have your two dueling it out quarterbacks, and you don't even need to go look for somebody before Rince comes back. And whoever the fuck the Browns used to play us, who the hell is this guy who was tearing us the fuck up? Kyle Laletta? Never heard of him. Did he just grab a guy off the streets and say, we need somebody to fill in for this game? Because that's what it fucking felt like. I had no idea well, who this dude was. That was the second half of a preseason game. Who the fuck cares? It was the first half, wasn't it? Baker the first half start. was Case Keenum or something, wasn't it? I don't remember. Fuck it. Um, but yeah, I ain't worried about no damn Trevor. When he threw that pass to Marvin and he caught, I was like, oh, see his next season. Or in Houston. <laughs> um, But enough about preseason. Y'all don't care. We don't care. Um, also this weekend, NFL Network started their top 100 list on Sunday, and I decided it would be a great idea to reply to every single one of their tweets where they tweet out the player with a graphic of our own chosen players at that position for six straight hours. Yeah, you didn't know it was about to be a freaking marathon. <laughs> I don't understand why NFL Network does this. I, you have We have a big dead zone in football between the whole month of July, June and July, you couldn't, you can't do this show June and July to like stir up some debates, do a freaking top 10 a week or like we do or top 20 a week. I don't, I don't understand why they're cram, why they cram an a weird number, 160 in one day. Very, very odd. 60 players in one day, just one-hour broadcasts, back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. And I was roasted all day for those six hours. What are your favorite comments that people replied to you with? Um, most of the people said ratio. My favorite comments were the ones who actually liked the picks that we put there. Because, like I said, if you're on Twitter for six straight hours 
it's probably going to be teenage kids that have the time to sit there and notice that you're applying to NFL Network for that long of a time. So I got ratioed all day, and there were a few W's in there, but I know this list was trash. The first 20 of our picks were absolutely horrendous. So when I'm sitting there ready to tweet the next one, I felt in my soul that I was going to get cooked, and it made me cringe sometimes to reply to NFL Network with our picks because I regretted a lot of them here on this show after I've said them. Yeah, but. me too. So <laughs> time to reg- let's let's make some more regrets. More regrets. We have reached the top <sighs> ten players in the NFL off our fucking domes. We will finish this list on the 200th episode at Randy's Nuts. So today we got ten. Here's the last five. Well, we'll do the top twenty: Miles Garrett, Dalvin Cook. Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Quentin Nelson, Jalen Ramsey, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Josh Allen, the quarterback, Alvin Kamara at 11. So who we got at 10, Mr. Dunn? 10 players left, and I hope we hit on them all. Definitely didn't, but (laughs) 10th best player in the NFL is going to go to Michael Thomas. We had a conversation about him, didn't we? We did. And we we're like, we have to, we have to put him in there. Yeah, when when they talked, he was seventy two or something on yeah, NFL's but, list. So when I saw that, you and you said that we don't have him on our list. Yeah, I was like, fuck. Our, uh, our closest player with them was Jarvis Landry. We had him at ninety two. They had him at like ninety five. Did we do Devontae Parker? Yeah. Or sorry, Devontae Adams. No. So we don't have Devontae. Adams, 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 Adams. No, we didn't. No Devontae Adams? No Devontae Adams. And we also don't have... Uh, I should be quiet. Chill, chill, chill. Yeah. <laughs> Off the dome, buddy. Give me... Oh. Does this guy need to be... I think this guy needs to be higher. I'm not going to say it. Um, Give me Russell Wilson. Hmm. Yeah, we're forgetting people. We're get, we're for sure leaving, gonna leave people out. Fuck, because I've got I've got like running backs and wide wide receivers all in my head, running around. Eight. At least we already did Brady. That's good. <laughs> a long eighty-six a, f- a few weeks ago. Um. Eighth best player in right. the league. Oh, buddy, buddy, oh boy. I think I'm going to have to put um, Fuck, there's Hopkins other, here, other, right? Other quarterbacks that we didn't do. Fuck. I'm just going through the freaking list. Damn it. How many fucking quarterbacks we forget? Like, why, why didn't we do fucking quarterbacks? Like, I, do we do Deshaun Watson? Like, do, are we supposed to do oh. him? Top 10. Yeah, I mean he's a top ten. He's a top ten player. He won't be playing this year. We'll keep him off. So that's a good excuse to like scratch one off. Yeah. All right. So Deshaun Watson, we're under the impression that he's not playing. I mean, fucking twenty allegations. So let's be real. And if if none of those hit him, I mean, he's gonna people are gonna step forward until he's 
Till justice is brought upon. I've got I've got two quarterbacks in my head, two running backs, and two receivers, and that's six. Well, then that's good. We have seven. Not if you're picking and don't Fuck get me. any of them. We also have a fucking defensive tackle that we got to do. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> we'll come to our well, that's seven. So Randy's let's nuts. hope this. Uh, Let's hope it pans out. Devontae Adams. Mm. I don't think he's. Um, I, I don't think he's better than DeAndre Hopkins. So I'll put him there. Six. Um. I don't. I, I've got a receiver. Three receivers in a row. I know. I don't want to put him here, but I, I think the other players on this list are better than this Do we guy. even have... <sighs> okay, thank God. <laughs> I Guys, I have, to do, I have to do a third receiver. Okay. And Andy may disagree. Wait, right. hold on. Let me let me just think if I can even think of a third. You can't. Because we have Tyreek Hill. <laughs> he got pissed. <laughs> we have Hopkins. We have Adams. Like, there's no – there's just want to let you know before you do this. There's no receiver better than Hopkins and Adams. That's cat. Well, it's, there's no receiver – I'm telling you. There's no receiver better than Hopkins and Adams. Unless we didn't do – Oh, no. Forgetting one man. Oh, no. You can't put him, not this year. You can't put him, not this year, not top 10. They Actually, you can. They are going to be good. You, yeah, you can. Because he might still be the best receiver in the league. He's just under. He's just underrated because he's injured. He got injured last year. Oh, God, are you not thinking of who I'm thinking? I don't think this guy was hurt. Oh, my God, there's another? Who are you thinking of? I'm not telling and you. You can't tell me, I guess. But it's another guy that we don't have. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the worst list we've ever done. <sighs> Fuck me. I Did wow. we even do Tyler Lockett? Did yeah, we, do, we did. We did, did, we did DK Metcalf? We did both of them. We're good on those. Relax. I'm trying to think did of Did we this. do A.J. Brown? Yes. I'm trying to think of the dude who got injured. That did we do Stefan Diggs? No. That's who, that's who I'm thinking of. He, he led the league. He's he receiving boss last year. And I'm also thinking of another receiver that we don't have on here that should be on here. He got hurt. Cooper? Just kidding. Let's just, let's just <laughs> fill in the rest of the list with receivers. Okay, so if you do your guy, I do my guy. Running back, running back, DT. I'm just – and then there's got to be another – I know there's another – oh, yeah, the quarterbacks. Yeah, two quarterbacks. Fuck. There will be. Are we gonna have a a, a joint name again? No. One? <laughs> Two quarterbacks. Tom Donald was stupid. Two running backs. Two receivers. Two receivers. Two running backs. Two quarterbacks. Yeah. In the DT. Oh, the fucking DT. God damn it. So one guy getting left off. I, why does I wish Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing this year? I wish I didn't say. Well. Orlando Pace would have been Orlando Brown anyway, so. Give me digs. 
All right, find out how we somehow managed to piece together this top five Saturday. Yes, this weekend. At Randy's Nuts. <laughs> I am glad this list is coming to an end. It's the hardest shit I've ever had to do in my life. <laughs> um, speaking of piecing things together, I'm, I'm trying to piece how you went from Giannis Not Top 10 to repping Cream City, City Jersey. They're fire jerseys. That quickly. I still haven't confirmed whether China spelt the name on the back of the jersey correct. He did. He did. How <laughs> you know? I checked. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So I ordered a uh, Giannis jersey from China after they won the finals and just got here yesterday. Shout out DH Gate. Oh, yes. Whatever that DH means. DH Gate. I know everyone's ordered a jersey from DH Gate. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Andy, is a fan now. How many NBA jerseys do you own now? You got Luca, LeBron, Luca. Giannis. Hold on. <laughs> Give me a second. Luca. So MAGA. LeBron. Giannis. Jordan from Wizards. Oh. God, you're old. Um, Will Smith's um, Bel Air jersey. You got that? DHK? Yeah, yeah, I don't know where I got it. I think you <laughs> gave it to me. Oh, yeah. I, I outgrew it. And it, was, it came might be, be it. It came to me small as fuck. But I just, I don't know. Oh, and I have an Iverson, Allen Iverson jersey. Mm. Yes. Um, but now Andy's been converted well, very I'm a, quickly. I'm and a jersey head. And he's, uh, he's repping him well. Bucks and six. What? Bucks no. and six next season? No. All right. Still the Nets guy. On to Bucks and five. <laughs> <laughs> On to rants, raves, and reviews. I kind of don't even want to do this. Okay, the only Taliban. Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> the only Taliban comment I have, the only question I have is, and this is like, I'm not, I'm not taking a side here. I'm just, this is an observation. We were there for like, okay. So let me tell you, let me start with this. I don't even know who's on what side. I don't know what the Republicans are saying and what the Democrats are saying. Cause I'm, you know, I've been out of, I've been out of news for a little bit, so I've stopped, you know, keeping up with it. But this is my initial question, surface level question. We were there for 20 years or more. I don't know. It was 20. Protecting the government, I guess, from Taliban overthrow and building up their military, teaching them, supplying them with weapons. We leave for two days mm. and they say, fuck it. It's the Taliban's now like the Taliban take over in two days after we're there for 20 years protecting them. If they can't protect themselves after 20 years, like we have to children move out of the house by 18. They get 18 years. Taliban had 20 years and they're grown ass men to protect themselves, find out how to, they just don't care. I don't think they care. So I'm like, why, why, why should we care if they don't care? So fuck it. Leave. Yeah. But I guess there's interest in staying. This is my, this is only my, my knowledge. There's interest in staying because of terrorism. You know, if we let, I guess if we let them stay there, they're a terrorist or they, they support Al Qaeda and they're terrorists and all that. They did the stronger Taliban get, I guess the more protected Al Qaeda is. Um, and then oil in the interest of us. Um, so yeah, I say we should take all of our forces, 
go the fuck to North Korea. Just kidding. I, I'm still on that podcast I listened to on Joe Rogan. Um, but anyway. I did a little bit of research oh, today. Boy. Just a little bit. Here it's a tad. So Taliban had already been in control of Afghanistan for like a decade. 1996 to 2001. I think it was a decade. My math's a little fuzzy right now. But Taliban had already been in that bitch. There's, this shit is so layered and deep. After 9-11, so Al-Qaeda and Taliban completely separate. After 9-11, Taliban was protecting Al-Qaeda. And that's... Damn, I just pulled that out of my ass. Yeah. I'm right. Taliban was protecting Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda and shit. And when we found that out, that's where we were like, let's fuck the Taliban up. So we went over there, started this war after 9-11... Because we wanted Osama bin Laden's head. And I guess don't know the details because I'm not in foreign policy. But some shit went over there that it had to last for 20 fucking years. I generally don't think America gives a fuck about Afghan citizen lives. Mm. If they cared about (laughs) lives, like innocent lives, we would be in North Korea. Right. I think. So like this war we had for the past 20 years was financially motivated. Like most things are with us. And for whatever reason, we decide to pull out randomly. We should have never been there to begin with, but because of the fucking Taliban, Al-Qaeda relationship and shit, we got involved with that. And now this is the result of all the shit that happened from back then. The Taliban was going to come back and take over Afghanistan no matter what. So... There was really nothing we could have done except not try to go kill Osama in retaliation of 9-11. But come on, that was 3,000 deaths. What are we going to just say? Oh, good job and not go over there. No. So it was a lose-lose and people are going to die and suffer. And whose fault is it? I don't know. But I don't understand why people are trying to point blame at like Biden or Trump. This shit's been going on for two decades and the Taliban has been in Afghanistan since the nineties. So it's just a very fucked up world we're living in and terrorism runs deep over there. So I don't know what we can do about it, but keep your opinions to yourself because it's nobody's fault. Really. It's just a fucked up world. We're in. You got a positive focus. We can leave the, Show on a high note. Um, football's back. Brown, brownies are <laughs> brownies are coming in soon, right? I hope I haven't got the email. So Eric's addicted. So you know he's on oh these. Ga- he's getting like he's all about his gains and trying to lose weight, but he's addicted to these brownies out of San Diego. So he gets him mailed in like once a month, mm. and we nibble on them. Nibble. He lets me eat them. I don't know why. <laughs> these things are so good. If I ordered them and spent as much money on them as he did, as he does, I wouldn't let anyone touch them. But he's gracious. Maybe because yeah. I drive him around and stuff. I like to share the experience of ah, the flavor yes. with you. Because I'm like, damn, I can't I can't be the only one to experience this shit. Here you go. Have a bite. Mm. But, yeah, I, uh, I like to spend money on what I like to eat and do. So, flights and brownies, take me out. I am not nervous about our flight on 9-11. Taliban not bombing Houston Jags. Yeah, well. 
But that's our show. You're on Delta. I'm on American. Oh, yeah, you're fucked. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Share this show with your friends, parents, enemies. Subscribe to our Patreon if you want those last two spots in our Fantasy League. Check out our vlog. And shout out Curtis. Thanks for coming on the pod. This has been Don and Drew, baby.